fine. I'm the legend of Lord Finally, The Rock has come back to Monday Night Raw just about a month after he came back to SmackDown and did one-offs. And then he goes back to his home to work out and give cars away. What's up, guys? This is Legend of Wrestling episode 8. We're uh, kicking it off. The world has ended. It is uh, 2024, um, and AEW has stuck in 2023. Um, Their world ended... uh, last saturday happy new year to everybody happy new year uh wep happy new year we got uh keith evans on one of my uh good friends in comedy and uh avid wrestling fan um we've been talking about having him on and we decided let's talk about it first episode of 2024 so here we are um we all watched world's end and uh we all just took in uh dwayne de rock johnson returning uh tonight on monday night raw at the time of this recording um let's go over that first weapon you said you had something to say about that fuck you you listen to me you stupid son of a bitch <laughs> listen first of all respect to intelligent rock can he remember Aaron Sheik in his promo very very intelligent Samoan man excellent excellent I respect you and your family and I love you Baba but Jinder Mahal you are fucking piece of shit jabroni motherfucker can you come on WWF television and you disrespect Aaron Sheik if Aaron Sheik see you uh, 10 years ago he suplex you Put you in a camera clutch, break your back, fuck your ass, and then I'll make you to be humble. All right, there it is. Shiki, uh, you you let them know how you feel about uh, Jinder Mahal, because uh, he... Fuck the Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Can he wear the fucking Maharaja portable toilet on his fucking head? I love it. I love it. Uh, Keith, you got to see Sheik now in live and in living color. Um Ooh. Are you okay? So okay, I've got to ask this in all honesty, uh, <laughs> just before I say my opinion on the sheik. So you're not white? No, he's he's Persian too. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> that, I was like, mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Is this what we're doing? I mean, I, I'm down. Like, but like, it was good though. It was doing? a good surprise. Like, yeah. No, he's probably. I'm very bad at telling white people apart. Like, I'm, I'm just very bad at like. I work at a. Um, I would not say the name, but I work at a. Uh, Jewish deli, and that's been blowing my mind yeah. since I've been working there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but one of the things that was said, it was like uh, somebody goes, uh, one of the, one of the Jewish guys, he goes, "Fucking white people," and <laughs> I looked at him and I was like, "But I don't wait." 
<laughs> you guys aren't white. You sure are acting a lot white right now during this whole thing. So, like, I don't... <laughs> no, no, I love it because uh, I get to throw everybody off. I've got like, uh, I've got cop camouflage, you know? <laughs> I like that. I, hey, kudos to you. That is a very good thing to have. <laughs> <laughs> Until they look at my license. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> then, then the jig is I up. I can like flick a button inside of me and then suddenly I just lighten up Sammy Sosa style. Then like I'm <laughs> all for it when I need it. That's right. That's right, man. So Freaking you got in case of emergency. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you got to. Uh, yeah. So this is a regular thing. Um, we get okay. she we get chic appearances here and there when we least expect it, which I love. I love the Iron Sheik, by the way. Like, I've <laughs> oh. been following the, Twitter for a long time. Absolutely. Uh, Living legend. Me and my best friend Jake joke about uh, his erect penis when he has Hulk Hogan in the <laughs> 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 We're like, no, that it speaks hard. Like, he's very I'm excited. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he just had his 40 year anniversary of winning the uh, WWE championship. Like, I think it was like uh, five, four or five days ago. Yeah, yeah. we need yeah. to bring him back on a Legends Night before he passes. Oh, he passed. He passed. Oh yeah, did he pass? Yeah, when yeah, he, he, he uh, what? Yeah, he passed last year. Yeah. Um, oh, was and, it last year? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, now last uh -huh. year. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I was very busy. Sorry. <laughs> I was very busy. You're good, man. You're good. No, it's now uh... I'm sad. Oh no, I'm just no, no, don't be the real time. Now I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's what? why we keep him alive on the show. Yeah, exactly. At random times he uh when I go bipolar, he comes out. <laughs> California. But all right. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we uh actually we were planning on on starting this podcast legend of wrestling podcast to like just to honor the sheik like that was the inception of the idea and then he actually passed away and then we got together like we got to start this podcast like that's kind of how okay. this whole thing came about yeah nice yeah yeah so sheiky nice. baby uh he's um he's humbling jabronis right now in 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 the, in the next world oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, and he's uh He's fine dining right now with uh with some of the great legends that are already up there, um, but yeah, man. So not Chris Benoit, say what? Not Chris Benoit though. Not Chris. <laughs> we <laughs> talked about so Chris Benoit. He has a whole he has a whole thing right. Like right after it happened, there's like a whole video of him, um, uh, honky tonk and uh, New Jack and New Jack. They're sitting in a in a hotel room or some sort of house. He's doing a shit that interview. That is a wild drunk. group of guys. <laughs> They're smoking marijuana and they're uh, they're drinking and they're giving their thoughts. I on. am anti. I am anti honky talk man. Okay. I was just about to call him honky man. That was about to be a slip, so I apologize <laughs> for that. But I I am anti honky talk man only based on Ric Flair's opinion of honky talk man. <laughs> oh really? What's his opinion? He, Ric Flair does not like Honky Talk Man. Okay. He talks shit about him all the time. A lot of guys do. Like, I mean, I don't know him personally, obviously, but I mean, he, he, <laughs> he I've never taken him seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ever. Yeah. So he's Jerry so, King Lawler's cousin. We he's found actually his blood cousin. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, you don't want to know my opinions about Jerry King. <laughs> Okay, good. I like this. This is what we want to hear, actually. Actually, yeah. yeah. Hear that at all. <laughs> yeah, get, uh, let us have it. Okay, man. first of all, I think Jerry the King Lawler 
was always one of the worst people on commentary. Wow. I never I never enjoyed it. All that 14 year old kids puppies bullshit like fuck that yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah. even when i was 14 watching it didn't like it i thought it was goofy yeah yeah then also the underage girls that he's had sex with i'm just like you know what what yeah also he's one of the most i feel like in my opinion one of the most overrated wrestlers in the history of wrestling dang like yeah you were champion at your dad's promotion a bunch mm. and then you came to the wwe didn't really do anything spectacular. I mean, Brett put him over. Um, he's got that stupid jacket, that stupid. Cr- I just don't <laughs> like. I just don't like Jared. Did you over. Did you like the um, the angle with uh, Kaufman and him with the whole like he would beat up girls and then I thought that that was like at the time when it happened. And I didn't have my hate for Jerry the King Lawler, <laughs> yeah. but it was more for Andy Kaufman. Right, like right. Andy Kaufman was like the star of that whole sure. thing. Um, Why do you think they love him but, so much in Memphis? Because it's Tennessee. I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, was, yeah, I think you, there's a lot of things that they love in Tennessee that's like mm, questionable. Have you been <laughs> to Memphis, by the way? Huh? Have you been to Memphis, by the way? I've never been to Memphis. Uh, let me tell you something. I went yeah. there. The last time I went there was the pandemic. Mm. It was during the the, the the time of the pandemic. And it, they go so far as to have billboards promoting masks with Jerry the King Lawler on them. Really? Yeah. That is wild. They used to have a place I in Memphis to eat called Lawler's Burgers. Oh, wow. And It's closed now, though. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sure you're happy to hear that. <laughs> but he still does have his bar. So Oh, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Remember that uh stint on semi recent WWE where Jerry King Lawler stopped wearing his outfit and we're wearing these weird Ed Hardy Yes Jerry mm-hmm. King Lawler shirts. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That just added to my theory. Like I was like, nah, man. <laughs> I was like, I just don't and he's always like now, like I'll watch like old WWE stuff and I'll be like, every time, like, I'll be like enjoying the match and Jerry the King Lawler will say something. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like, so it's the puppies, the puppies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or he'll be like, I can't believe he got out of that. I was like, you've been in the business for 50 fucking years. You can't believe that this person got out of this whole shit up. Like, so now it now there was a Stu Hart jokes. Oh, yep. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> he, yeah. He always has hacky jokes and he's always got to get his hacky jokes in. Like I would. Oh, I'd be so pissed if Jerry the King Lawler was one of those wrestlers that did comedy. Yeah, I'd be mad. I'd be yeah. inferior. Yes. <laughs> Listen, inferior. I I bet you really enjoyed it like how I enjoyed it when uh, ECW '97 '98, and they were they did that stint before they were actually bought by WWE, and Paul oh, Heyman yeah. came in and he let Lawler have it. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember that promo? Yep. I bet I you that. enjoyed that. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, here's what's better than here's what's better than that. When uh, remember Jerry King Lawler had the heart attack. Yeah, on Raw. <laughs> yeah, I saw and that. And then Punk yeah. made fun of him about it when Punk was doing his long. Yeah, run yeah, yeah. With the belt. Yeah, like, I, I, I love that. Too. <laughs> Damn, you got real hate for that with that guy. That's great. Yeah, I, I love that too. 
Well, I, I guess hate... it, <laughs> yeah, it's only ahead. apropos then then we we let Iron Sheik uh, tell us how he feels about Jerry the King Lawler. Hmm. Fuck the Burger King! <laughs> yeah, you are just a punk piece of shit motherfucker. Can you go work in a restaurant and make a French fries? <laughs> you are not wrestler. You are not shooter like a champion. You are just a fucking punk working in a fast food restaurant. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Iron Sheik. Iron, <laughs> Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik. I'll break your fucking son's back, Brian Christopher. <laughs> yeah, because you guys are up there right now. Oh, I don't know if he's up there, but you're up there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, cool. That's a that's the best intro we've had. Just roasting <laughs> Jerry King. Jerry King Lawler out of nowhere. <laughs> like an oh, RKO. Man. I loved it. Um it was good it was good so yeah uh keith and i are good friends uh we've done comedy together uh we shared our passion for wrestling uh your roots go back to chicago as well correct yes yeah. uh i am a i'm born and raised in indiana but like born and raised comedy wise i'm a chicago comic there it is yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah we got a great I, connection uh, to chicago this this podcast has a great connection to chicago uh also, because oh, we, with the guests that you've we had, had the, like three of our guests have been from chicago pratik uh he was the inaugural chicago native that was on um mm -hmm. and then we had jason last week for uh we Fuck the avocado you are <laughs> there you go yeah Sheik, uh, Sheik had some business to attend to last week so we uh we just broke down iron claw because we had so seen it together while he was here oh nice yeah, yeah i yeah. need to go through that still yeah yeah it's a, it's a great film yeah watch it um no appearance of uh chris wanerick and uh you'll see why um but um but yeah so and now you're the third one uh the third chicago well, is a great wrestling city absolutely it's a good it's a good it's a good wrestling city I've, I've seen some shows i've been to wrestlemania 21 wow um that was with uh triple h and cena yes headline yes one. yes yes um triple h was kind of in the middle of his turning face mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh I was there's here's another just short. I'm gonna keep it short. It's another wrestler that I like uh very petty hate on. Uh Ray Mysterio won the championship that year. Uh I do not like Ray Mysterio. No way. Okay. Oh wow. I don't That's enjoy him. That I don't enjoy him. Love Eddie. Oh love yes. Dirty Dom. But <laughs> but you know, I like Ray Mysterio, this Mysterio. He's a deadbeat dad. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a deadbeat dad. I think um, you're the only Dom fan out of everyone. You know, my favorite Rey Mysterio moment is when the NWO was attacking a bunch of people in WCW like early on, I and they that. throw him like a dart into the thing. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I love this. This is like, becoming dark side of the ring right now, <laughs> as we just hate on like, well. Jericho the, we hate on beloved wrestlers <laughs> beloved wrestlers i'm just like eh. oh yeah I, when i was a kid when i was a kid i hated hogan hated hogan the whole time Wait, I was a now, kid. I got, now i gotta know now i gotta know uh what were you a rock and austin fan uh i was an austin fan i was a rock fan uh i was big like 
HBK was always my guy. Yeah. Um, Heel HBK, I bet, was more of your guy. Shawn Michaels BC and Shawn Michaels AD is a before Christ, after Christ. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I love both of them. Um, I was like rooting for HBK against Bret Hart, even though I understood Bret Hart was a really great wrestler. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just love the bravado of, you know, um, recently, like HBK was always number one tie with Ric Flair for me. But as we'll go into talk about AEW, uh, Brian Danielson is now my number one wrestler of all time. Damn, that's a good one. That's a, I, I couldn't disagree. He's number one wrestler of all time. Yeah, man, he's great. Also, he's probably the nicest fucking guy. Absolutely. He grows vegetables. Like, he grows vegetables and recycles a bunch. Like, I mean, how could you hate on... Now I know you yeah. watch Total Divas, because that's where mm-hmm. they showed it. <laughs> <laughs> I did for him. I did for him when he was on it. I did, definitely. Oh, man, yeah. No, uh, Brian Danielson is great. The American Dragon... Um, even with one eye, he's he's still having amazing matches. Oh, yeah. um, so I think with, I like him better with one eye. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it, he should do. They should bring back the remember the blindfold matches that they would randomly do. I think Jake the Snake versus Rick Martel yes. was one early on. I think Cena did one yep. maybe yep. with somebody. Yep. I remember um, that. I think they should bring that back. Brian Danielson versus somebody. I like that. I'm in. I'm but in. like in an AEW, like that good indie technical style, I yep. think that'll be interesting to see. Tony Khan, write it down. This is it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take it down and then come on here and tell us about it. Tony Khan needs to write a lot of things down. This <laughs> we'll get into that later. So with that, it's a great segue. So first of all, let's button up The Rock returning tonight on Raw. Uh, and I haven't, me personally, have not seen the 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 segment yet. But I believe you two have. So, um, what were your thoughts on it? You you said you had some. I know you were mentioning earlier, but about Jinder Mahal. But what what do you think of actual like segment with the Rock and Jinder? Well, when Jinder came out, I knew that it was gonna be a uh, it was gonna be like a red herring. Like the, that, oh, that wasn't the real. Yeah. That wasn't gonna be the real guy. I mean, yes, he is a former champion. It almost pains me to say it. Um, is that how they build it like at yeah, the top they, at the very yeah. top they said uh welcome a former world champion they said it just like that yeah. and then they go in the gender mahal the crowd is just kind of like deadpan they're yeah. like like no reaction <laughs> and then even like michael cole's like well i mean they didn't not verbatim but he almost kind of says like they didn't lie i mean he is a former world champion and I bet right. you're happy to see him. And then, of course, uh, Barrett plays it up like, of course, what were you expecting? Like, <laughs> Jinder Mahal is a wonderful world champion. You know, like, it's like, <laughs> like trying to build it up, goes into his little shtick about how, like, there's no unity, talking, doing the usual foreigner yeah, 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 yeah. heel thing, talking his USA mess, <laughs> and then The Rock shows up. There it is. And so, right. yeah, what were your thoughts on it, Keith? <clears throat> um, I, um, well, to talk about, like, I wasn't sure if they ever, like, how they worded it until I, like, watched the segment. Okay. Um, I wasn't sure if they worded it uh, world champion or just former champion. Because for a while, 
I thought it might be Andrade, which I guess we can get into that later yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because he like finished up his business or whatever and blah, 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 blah. But uh, I was like, probably not. It's probably a world champion. I don't know who who it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, The Rock is always a good choice. People are going to pop for it. Um, I think The Rock is a little stale mm. right now. I think he like relies on, I mean, he did the same verbatim uh, thing with Jinder Mahal that he did with Austin Theory. Yes, yes. He showed up, like he calls him some hacky name yeah. and then he gets the crowd to say both sides back and forth, does people elbow, very basic. Uh, same thing I'm he's been doing happy. since John Cena. Right, right. Yeah. So, he's, so there was no about... no story written. It was just... It was just a one-off. It was no story written until he said the thing at the... Well, I guess... I mean, do you... Say do you it, say it, say it. No, 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 spoil it. Okay. I, I want to react organically. Yeah. So he said the thing at the end. He does people's elbow, and then he says... Uh, <laughs> it was so stupid the way he went into it. He was like... The, the Rock he was is like, hungry. After that ass kicking, The Rock is hungry. And the Rock wants to eat, which I thought he was going to bring up something about pie yeah. or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah, when yeah. he said that. Uh, and then he was like... The Rock's gonna go to a restaurant. Uh, should he sit in a booth? Uh, should he sit in a bar? Or should he sit at the head of the table? Which I'm like, well, if you're going by yourself, like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're gonna be at the head of the table, I guess. Like, I, mean, I don't know. But... You just sit at the head of the table and not even leave your home. You know, you already <laughs> yeah, do that. It's yeah. kind of like a corny way to go into it. Yeah. And then also, Jinder Mahal. That's why I went to the little shtick I did. Jinder Mahal went to this thing where he briefly he was like i'm not the iron sheik or whatever and then the uh, rock came out and put him in his place he's like you're right you're not the iron sheik because if the iron sheik were here he would be saying rock baba who is this jabroni <laughs> son of a bitch bastard <laughs> i love it yeah i know rock was uh he was like essentially raised by the sheik so he like looked up to the G. He uh, got, yeah. He, yeah, he got a lot of his uh, catch. Did phrases. you guys watch The Rock, Young Rock? Yeah, I've, been, I've, I've seen, seen I've episode. seen a couple of uh, seasons. I haven't. Ca yeah. I need to catch up. <laughs> so he's he's hinting it's at a fun show. It is a good show. Yeah, it it's is a great fun show. show. I like. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Yeah. So is he? So it's funny because so he's hinting obviously um, at, at Roman Reigns. So right. My thing is. Uh, so Weapon, myself, and, and Pratik actually have had this open, ongoing dialogue about what's, what's the storyline going into WrestleMania. So, like, what is going to happen with his opponent? Um, we've, we've put a few names out there as a formidable opponent. And my thing is... Formidable opponent for The Rock? For, Ro for Roman. No, no. Rock Roman. was, was okay. an option. Okay. Rock was an option. Right, um, right. And we were saying, I my thoughts on this was, uh, first of all, Roman is going to drop the belts at WrestleMania 40. Um, I think. Don't be so sure. I, uh, Don't be so sure. You know that that's that's fair. We thought that last year, like we knew it. We yeah. knew it was happening last year, and right, it right. did not. Right. And it was just like what, like so. Well, and I think the whole thing too is if he holds it past WrestleMania. Then if he gets to SummerSlam and defends the belt and wins, then he beats Hogan's record, which ah, 
they but, could be shooting for that. Like they could, I know, they could but it's shooting. but it to me records are kind of stupid in wrestling because they decide. Like it's not I knew like they are, right? But, but that's all, what they've been pushing. Yeah, this past few years, like that's you know with not only him with Gunther and with you know they just got to like, get the uh, most out of their bucks with this run that they've had with Roman, and I feel like from like shortly after 39 uh he got a little bit of an injury and then he was just off t- TV for a minute right and then and then he came back and he comes back every like couple weeks and it's just become this stale and like the bloodline him it's and really I really stale it's really yeah. stale the bloodline yeah. has become really stale i mean main event jay is out you know he's doing his own thing and it's like um and the bloodline storyline with standing for me what happened I said the bloodline storyline peaked with Sam. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was the highest it could go. <laughs> yes. It and, should have and, been done last year at WrestleMania, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But since they extended it, yeah. they had an opportunity to capitalize at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And they dropped the ball on that, too. I think it's just now there's very little that they can do with Roman. Because they've literally fed him everybody they could possibly feed him. And even at this point, like when you're talking about debating, like somebody like The Rock, yeah. Well, The Rock's not at the company long term. Why would you like do what Vince usually does and have him lose to like a part timer for a bit? Well, well, listen, we we say that, but it's literally happened with The Rock before. Uh, he beat yeah. he beat he beat Punk. He ended Punk's reign, and then and then Punk went into his program with Taker, and then he left. The company and roll yeah. on. I mean, the rock was transitional. He only held the thing for like two months. Fair, that's fair. But I'm saying there's nothing. I mean, that's not out of the. Uh, it's not realms. out of the question. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying what, you know, in the context of like setting a new precedent and being in um, this new era where Triple H is kind of at control of the helm. Yeah. And trying to, you know, basically set his own lane. Yes. Like, what purpose does it serve to copy Vince? Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, like. True. That's True. that's one of the reasons why the Roman Reigns era has lasted so long, because with Vince he had the Bruno and he had the Hogan, and those were like his legacy um, champions, mm-hmm. and he had Backman too. Like I mean, yeah. even though that's a carryover from his father, those two were kind of carryovers from their father. It's like each of them had their like legacy champion. Absolutely, that, that lasted for a while, and then everybody kind of within that generational. Um, you know, influx of uh, talent followed up on that. Roman is supposed to serve as Chip's um, generational, and as far as like right. the Intercontinental, so is Gunther. Yes. So, so this is exactly why I was thinking this. Uh, obviously, Rock is teasing that he's going to be there. So, if they follow through with that, <coughs> that's fine. But I, I've been uh, strongly uh, supportive of. Damien Priest cashing in at Mania, and on on, on Roman, Roman on on that match. Whatever they do, I think whoever is his opponent doesn't ultimately matter because well, I, think- I think if you go with that idea, which I don't hate that idea, then I feel like it should be it would benefit the story for Cody to beat Roman and then Damien Priest immediately cash in on him. So like. Okay. Cody gets the win, but now everything is messed up for him. He's got to, you know, 
more adversity or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Said, you know, he completes his uh, story, but then he has a new story right after he gets robbed. Right. Kind of like right. uh, Rated R Superstar. What happened to him? Right. Uh, at, now, at, at, if at, you put The yeah. Rock in, um, put The Rock in Elimination Chamber, mm. I'm okay with that. That way, number one, he doesn't have to wrestle a whole match, just him and somebody else. Yeah. Uh, it's Elimination Chamber. You know, you can make it where it's like, it's all these different guys. There's him, uh, Randy Orton, uh, L.A. Knight, uh, AJ Styles, uh, Roman Reigns, and then somebody else. CM, and maybe then, Punk. Yeah. You know, have him, The Rock, go to the end, uh, make it seem close, but then Roman wins, mm. and then goes on to WrestleMania, faces Cody, Damian Priest cashes in, boom. So my only thing about that is that's diminishing Cody two years in a row that like that people are, are behind for him to win this shit. But at least he won it. Like at least this time he wins it. Yeah. But and you, then, like yeah. you said, he has the because I mean, come on, like if if maybe a priest will hold it, but I mean eventually if they do like a three match arc or yeah. whatever, yeah, Cody will win it back. Sure. Okay. And then he'll be two time champion at that point. To start a pro yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the money in the bank case protects him. Right. Because what ultimately happens is he won a straight up one-on-one -on -one match. He got put over over Roman, but he's so tired and beaten up that if Damian Priest were to cash in, it protects him. It's not he didn't lose right. uh, he didn't lose clean mm -hmm. or even if it, even if it's clean, it's because he's not in any shape to defend it. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Right. I think I don't know. I think that's the best way to do it, but who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I the think... Rock will win the championship and then yeah, be there part time as well. And then I don't know. And then there's the other side of it, right? The Royal Rumble winner and and who he goes after. Um, I think to, to, before you get into the Royal Rumble, I think the best scenario would be if Cody were to complete the story that The Rock has something to do with it. Ah. Like he interjects because he feels that like the family no longer needs that head of the table. That sets up a program for a one-off after WrestleMania with The Rock and Roman. Mm. It still continues and it still allows them to move forward with a Priest um, and uh, Cody Rhodes angle. And you've written two matches in there. Mm. Yeah. I'm True. into that. I dig that. It's intriguing for sure. I, I mean, it's got us talking about it, you know, this far ahead yeah. of Mania. So I mean, that's how the Miz maintained, right? Yeah. I mean, The Rock got involved, and uh, John Cena lost. That's right. That's that's hundred percent true, true, true. And then so yeah, and then the and then on the uh, uh, Royal Rumble side, uh, Punk has already said he's in it, and he's gonna. Uh, Cody's also said he's in it. Um, so I think. It makes sense and if with this story angle that punk wins the rumble goes after seth because yeah. they got their rivalry so then uh you know i guess that is that culminating at, at mania uh we'll see um i just don't i don't like so the way your 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 uh unique opinion on ray mysterio is how i feel about seth i don't care for seth um okay i don't like his i don't like the persona the, my favorite Seth, if I had to choose one, was 
turning on Shield Seth. That was that was the best Seth Rollins I could. Yeah, that was probably the best Seth. Yeah, I, I think the Seth that remember when he had that religion or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> he had that church. He was a cult leader. Uh, yes, yes, that buddy, was a buddy, good one. Uh, buddy Murphy was part of it. Yeah, uh, Austin Theory was like part of it, like very quickly. Right. Um, and but buddy, also that yeah. was during the pandemic, so that could have been something different if he had done that like in front of a crowd uh i enjoyed it like yeah. it was one of the few things i enjoyed during <laughs> pandemic times um yeah i i mean i'm not gonna say i enjoyed the uh the eye for an eye match i was like i was like nobody's gonna rip anybody's eye out I know, <laughs> like, yeah. obviously yeah i don't know if daniel bryan there they could have done that <laughs> right <laughs> it would have been probably amazing that's but, that's yeah. true yeah and uh buddy murphy started macking with remister's daughter and then he ended up in AEW. so <laughs> where he's in AEW, and now his uh wife is macking on uh <laughs> that's so true wow look at that interesting past yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's all race fault he's the deadbeat dad so. <laughs> yes <laughs> see ray mysterio causing problems wherever you go 100 percent. there we go ray has been a heel this whole time we didn't even know did he didn't ray mysterio ray like somebody? the karate kid did ray kill somebody yeah, did, he did. did he somebody did die him. in the ring well, wrestling he did, Rey Mysterio? He didn't technically kill him. They found yeah, that he, he didn't, didn't kill him. But during the match, when he was wrestling somebody, uh, yeah, a person died in the ring. Who was? And now I'm, I'm trying. And Pero Aguayo Jr. and like Triple A. Was it Triple A or was it? Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny how WWE never brings that up? Um, oh, no. Of course not. Really? Yeah, yeah. Of course not, or else he would be in, like the bed. <laughs> so funny, <laughs> dirty Dom. If Dominic brought that up in oh, a promo, listen, thing, I would have lost my shit. I <laughs> I need Dom is is getting the heat. He should if Paige was able to bring up Reed Flair. Yes, yes. <laughs> which they which obviously they they cut that in the because I think Rick Flair got involved with that and and he wasn't yeah, he wasn't yeah. a fan of that. Oh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. I want Dom to really assume this position of heel. Like right now, he's like the he's bitching about the booze, but he should embrace it. Kind of like yeah. uh, Christian Cage is doing in AEW. Like he's he should grow a beard. Oh yeah, if he I don't even think Ray can grow a beard, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but um, Ray can't grow his legs. <laughs> damn hell yeah let's Your go team, all right Your ray team. mysterio versus keith evans uh roast battle <laughs> southern california let's go i'll uh, take the l i'll take the l like i'll i'll i'll, I'll put them over because that's what the fans want that'll make it for a good show but yeah, yeah, yeah i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna get in there that's yeah <laughs> yeah dummy yeah <laughs> all right here we go uh AEW World's End. Um, let's get into it. And by the way, uh, like and subscribe to this uh, podcast on YouTube and anywhere you take in your podcast. And comment. Let us know what you think with, with the rock angle and, and, and how it's going to culminate and where it'll culminate. Is it Elimination Chamber? Is it Mania? Is it uh, what what's going to be this uh, stipulation? Is it in the final Fast and Furious movie? <laughs> there is no final Fast and Furious movie. There, yeah, there's yeah. never a final Fast and Furious <laughs> movie. It will always be. Yeah, yeah. it will always be. Hundred percent. So yeah, uh, subscribe and uh, so yeah, here we go. AEW World's End. Um, uh, 
just talking about it as a whole, I, I think it was, I think it did well. I think it did this. There was, they definitely pulled, uh, um, on some of my heartstrings at some points of that, uh, pay-per-view, uh, especially during the Adam Copeland, Christian cage match. I, I thought that stole the show. I thought that was the best match, in my humble opinion. Um, but overall, I thought it was it was it wasn't their best pay per view they've had. But I think it was uh, the best way they could have ended the year with their um, with their company. Um, I can tell you and I are going to have some differing opinions. All right, I, that's <laughs> that's why this podcast works because we don't agree on things. But uh, Keith, what's your overall opinion? Uh, my overall opinion of the show, I thought it was, I mean, clearly the show was resting on the devil storyline. Yeah. Um, clearly that was the end goal of it. Uh, so like, it wasn't a wrestle dream, you know what I mean? Mm. Like it wasn't like that. I, th I think AEW is doing this thing sometimes now <clears throat> where like one show they'll have where it's just banger after banger after banger after banger of wrestling. And then some shows they lean into the sports entertainment more. And I obviously I would say like if 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 you're talking tribalism, AEW doesn't do sports entertainment as well as WWE, but who's going to? You know what I mean? Right. Um so I prefer it when their pay-per-views are all out, wrestle dream, all in, like that sort of you know, indie just wrestling feel to it. Yeah. Um, because that's what makes them the alternative. Yeah. I feel like. Um, but as far as like telling a story, like, and I mean, I know we'll get into it. Um, I think me and you talked about this before. Uh, what happened at the end, that's not what I wanted to happen because it was the most obvious. Yeah choice yeah, yeah yeah um i thought the way they presented it was good but i thought that how long it took to get to this overshadowed how good they presented it you know what i mean i agree yeah what about you what do you think I, you know what I'm, like i i just feel like you know i mean obviously spoiler alert like you know, Adam Cole's. Uh, Adam Cole, but, baby. Yeah, everyone's seen it by now. But yeah, I called it the way the way they did that. Like one moment when the lights go out and yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah. he's revealed at it. That was cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. But still, like everything kind of leading up to it, how the story kind of dragged a little bit. Um, you know, I felt that way. Uh, you you know, my choice for the devil was Matt Cardona. Right. I thought right. For New York. The New York crowd would have lost their shit. <laughs> I, Cardona, I agree. And I thought that would have been like a good thing. Like, oh, the other Long Island guy. Yeah. And, you know, like doing that whole thing with him and MJF, I thought that would have been cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And with Matt Cardona, it could have still been Roddy and Warlow and the kingdom. Like, but Matt Cardona being it, like, I feel like. It would wait, and then you know, if he gets in AW, then he's got a program waiting for him with Edge, eventually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, like I, but I don't know. Um, yeah. I'd give the pay per view overall a three. 
3.5 maybe 3.5 out of or three out of five out of five okay yeah so like like a, like a strong c yeah 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 strong c real low b yeah i you know um yeah i thought that uh we'll get into it i thought the swerve matched that was also yeah i here's my thing about that if we want to talk about that right now <laughs> no no let's get into I it but i just want to i just want to real quickly because because weapon yeah because yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 weapon predicted so since we let's start at the the biggest moment that they were working towards which was who the devil was which by the way i think they've changed who they wanted to be the devil like five times throughout this storyline i i don't think they were set on adam cole being the devil the whole time the reason for that is because he got hurt and and i think um when they were tag teaming and they were uh, getting that the fans' approvals, I think they were mm-hmm. going to continue that run. Um, but once he uh, got injured with the ankle, I personally thought since Adam Cole is like always on Zoom and and, and on these angles, and he was like uh, being a fan, I thought if they're going to, because Weapon said it was going to be Adam Cole, um, and he was right. Uh, however, I. I was saying it should be Britt Baker. I think I told you. I was like that. Oh yeah, you, yeah. I thought that would have been another uh, angle that would have made sense, right? It's like because Britt's been off TV. Uh, she's not injured. She's just helped taking care of Adam. But for her to come in and be the devil, no one would have expected that. I feel, and I just thought it would have made sense storyline wise. Just like uh, Cardona would have made sense too because of the Long Island connection. Um, but I feel like they didn't go with Cardona because that would have only been hot for New York and where where the pay-per-view was. I feel like maybe, uh, unless they built him properly as a, as a heel. I mean, is it Eddie Kingston winning only hot for New York? <laughs> like, like what? Like, well, that's fair. Like, the that's problem fair. with Cardona I mean, yeah. is Cardona doesn't have a lot of good... Uh, it, it, it doesn't have a lot of good, um, I don't want to say energy, but more like a, I don't want to say reputation because he is, you know, well-liked among wrestlers. But they recently, Matt Cardona was basically, to put it in simple terms, was responsible for the fiasco about why, like, NWA couldn't land a TV deal. Mm. He's involved with that disaster Ooh. of a pay-per-view, and he wasn't well-received at that pay-per-view either. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. have a feeling that because of those uh receptions that uh they didn't want to move forward um mm. with somebody with a at this point has kind of a lack of a buzz at this <clears throat> point. I could see that. Okay. I could see that. I think yeah. Just from the corporate side. Yeah. I mean, it's not a personal opinion. And also, right. you know, I know Weapon is in love with TNA and he wants TNA wrestling to be represented better. Oh, you mean like Impact Graveyard Wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we've had this ongoing thing with TNA that's never become TNA, but they advertise TNA like two months. Well, ago. it is now. Is it now? It is officially. They, oh yeah, yeah. TNA, TNA wrestling now. as of um, as of today. Oh yeah, because of the new year. All right, yeah, nice. As of today. Mm-hmm. So then we can chant yeah. TNA, and it makes sense finally. All right, cool. Yeah. So. yeah it still doesn't make sense to me because I don't know <laughs> if they should exist. <laughs> <laughs> bring uh Total bring dixie carter back option. yeah 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 so yeah okay so cardona uh i uh i like i i see both uh takes on that um and then you talk about eddie kingston winning but eddie kingston winning 
I feel like that was more him paying. His- I mean, that's oh. kind. Of, I I exaggerated that because Eddie, like a lot of people, do like Eddie Kingston. Yeah, I have grown to like Eddie Kingston. I used to like during his Shakara Shakara days and all that. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck Eddie Kingston. <laughs> like, but uh, he, I've I've grown to respect him. Yeah. Um, and like just like his emulation of a lot of the like Japanese style mm-hmm. that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, and then this long building story, him finally be, he beat everybody in the BBC or BC, BCC now, not yeah. the BBC, but the <laughs> BBC. Uh, yeah. That's a different match. Um, yeah. Yeah. Different, way different match. Uh, flash funk. Uh, anyway. Flashpunk. <laughs> they say flash funk has a huge dick. Like, that's not, I've heard this. Cold Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Eddie, the Eddie Kingston story, it, that was a good wrap up. Yeah, to that, yeah, and winning the Triple Crown. Um, the the C two was great for me. I I don't know how you guys feel about it. Like I loved it all the way through. Mm, yeah. Um, I assumed Daniel Bryan was going to win the whole thing. Yeah. Or Bryan Danielson. Sorry. Right, right, right. right. Um, two different people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah two yeah. different people. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> one of them has two. Somebody eyes. told me the other day. Yeah. They said Daniel Bryan was greater than Brian Danielson. And I was like, there would be no Daniel Bryan if Brian Danielson didn't exist. 100%. And the Brian Danielson we got now would not exist if not for Daniel Bryan. So it's a full circle. That's him, it. I feel like. And, and Daniel Bryan would not exist without Brie Bella. So, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> that's, that's another. No, I'm kidding. Uh, well, his kids wouldn't exist. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so I think. Uh, Adam Cole, if they were going to go with Adam Cole, the way they presented it, I thought was pretty well done. Uh, I like Adam Cole's conviction as as the side, you know, the supporter by the ring, as as he as MJF was having his match and and being the underdog. They ended it weird though. That I'm match gonna, ended so weird. I'm gonna get into that oh, when yeah. we finally run down that. Yeah. Match. So let's let's get into it officially. Okay. So yeah. let's go through the card um, from zero hour on, uh, <clears throat> and then uh, yeah, we'll wrap up with this topic that yeah. we just discussed. So, so first match on the um, on the zero hour portion of the pay per view was Willow Nightingale uh, uh, defeating Chris Statlander, um, and my source right now is Bleacher Report, so uh, I'm looking at that as uh, what they've graded the. Uh, these matches and then we'll go over our uh thoughts on it yeah i'm pretty sure i'll agree i mean disagree with bleacher report i usually do so yeah yeah you do yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah uh bleacher reports are jabronis uh, as far as what uh chic <laughs> is concerned um so yeah i thought eh, i thought it was i thought it was the right match for two new york uh wrestlers female wrestlers to to start it off kind of get the crowd into it um, are they both from New York? That's what they build it as. I think Tony Schiavone mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, two, he said two Long Island or two New I'm York. I'm going to be reacting to the zero hour two in a weird way because I did not see the zero hour. Okay, no worries. Yeah, so. I just saw the pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, I knew what the matches were. Um, I had predictions for who was going to win those matches. I know the basic story. Like well, Willow Nightingale and Chris Stanley. I know Stokely Carmichael was out on commentary um, trying to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah trying to build <laughs> trying to build up like beef between them mm-hmm. because they like was supposed to be a friendly match going in yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah. 
Right. There wasn't really a clear heel or face, I don't think, right. in, in the match. Uh, obviously, different weight classes um, between the two. And uh, Willow took the... Win. I don't know. You don't think they're different weight classes? I don't... Th I think they're both... Different considered body types. Different body types. Different yeah. body types, yes. But, like, but not I mean, Chris Danlon is a big... Okay. Big girl. Yeah. And so, Chris like, Stanley, you know... Yeah, she's pretty... Thick. Yeah, she's a she's yeah. a big girl. Yeah. <laughs> she's tall, right? No, yeah. she's tall. Yeah. yeah, tall. Say you know. So so it evens out. Do you she's think? Like Bianca yeah. Belair size, right? Like she's big. Like as far as like not the tone. Right, of it, right, 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 like, right, 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 right. Yeah, like if they faced off, it would be even. So so body like, style like, then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can. Yeah. I uh I can take that. It's so like I, a taller Victoria. You know, like in terms of body mm, type. Yeah. Yeah. So she is taller. Yeah. 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 She is. So Willow, Willow uh, Nightingale uh, hit the doctor bomb for the win, um, but yeah, it 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 was it was a pretty safe match in my opinion. Um, I didn't uh, like the match. You didn't like the match. What I didn't did like you, the match. What did you give it? Let's. So Bleacher Report is giving it letter grades. Um, we can do that, or we can do the out of five, like you you said, uh, Keith. It doesn't know. matter yeah. to me. All I can, but I'll give you my analysis. Let's of it. do it here because I watched the match. Yeah. Okay. So this match had probably at least four botched moves and really terribly botched moves mm. i remember mm. one yeah yeah uh one that i actually like was genuinely um concerned for chris statlander because it looked like willow nearly dropped her on her freaking i head. saw that yeah it kind of resembled mm. like big show and uh and kevin nash yes. the way that she landed on her head fortunately nobody move? got hurt I'm sorry. What did you ask? Well, I'm sorry. I was I was asking what was the move. What? It was a variation of a power bomb. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. not like the obviously not the jackknife power bomb like in the Kevin Nash situation. Right. It was more of like a sit down, but her grip slipped. Yeah, it clearly oh. slipped, and Ugh. that was like one of the major ones. But there was at least it. This match was botch mania if you really watched it and 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 you know what you're looking for. It it, it kind of. Belongs in one of those botch media reels they got on uh, YouTube. <laughs> as far as storylines concerned, nobody really cares about the storylines that take place in dark, and nobody follows <laughs> zero hour. Zero hour. Uh, no zero hour, because that's the extension. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like yeah, the you know most of those uh, most of those rivalries you know usually are rooted in somewhere right. dark or like deep into the dark annals of ROH, not like their top rivalries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then, so, you know, the match itself, like I have nothing against uh, both competitors. I think they're, you know, they're fine pro wrestlers. The one thing I didn't like also is that it seems like now the company has lost faith in Chris Statlander mm. and is burying her. Here's a woman who literally not once, but twice beat the, you know, almost nearly unbeatable with big buzz. Jade Cargill, Cargill, yeah, going to losing her title and now, and now like losing these matches that clearly it looks like she should be more competitive in. Damn, and I feel like and now we're talking about somebody who in the just in the last pay per view was you know defending her title like uh, in yeah. a triple threat, mm -hmm. who the winner of that triple threat, who later you'll see in this pay per view is at least getting decent billing. Yes. And now we have Chris Statlander, who's infinitely more talented and experienced, 
getting buried, you know, in zero hours. Yeah. So I didn't like that. And the last thing I, I can't stand um uh Stokely Hathaway or the jokes that they that that corny Nigel McGuinness makes on commentary about his sister being Anne. Yeah. Well Adam Copeland spoke for all of us. His when sister he being what? Like he always makes jokes about um Stokely Hathaway's sister being Anne, as in Anne Hathaway, the oh. the actress. It's oh, like corny sister. as hell. Oh, corny. And, yeah. and they always keep it going, and it never stops. Yeah. My my issue with Nigel McGuinness is ongoing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, they, they, <laughs> oh, no. I, I, we've I, had I this discussion before. <laughs> I, I was very happy when Adam Copeland told him to shut up. <laughs> yeah, because so. later he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, I. I feel like because there's something that I really wanted to happen with Nigel McGuinness, uh, that uh, I have his back a lot. Okay. Um, As a wrestler, you can have his back. As a commentator, <laughs> I have a problem right. with him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've loved his ongoing. He would kind of go heel commentator on Daniel on Brian Danielson yeah. Yeah. every time he wrestles, and to me. In my heart of hearts, I want Brian Danielson's final match in Wembley to be against Nigel McGuinness, uh, just because of the whole history of them yeah. with WWE and like yeah. not to like have another WWE-based storyline right. in AEW. Yeah, but like I mean, they also have the Ring of Honor like history and all yeah. that kind of stuff and yeah. Yeah, yeah. i was hoping that with that said though like i mean yes nigel mcginnis can be corny at times for sure on commentary yeah. i it would be funny to see a show commentated by wade barrett and nigel mcginnis that would be yeah yeah that would be i'm afraid i have some bad news you're fired, <laughs> Nigel. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Maybe but they can. Chris... I was just saying oh, they could put him. They could put him on NXT UK uh, real quick. But yeah. <laughs> no one but watches. As far as Chris was he on there goes? real quick? Actually, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I'm saying the two of them at the same time. But uh, as yeah. far as Chris Statlander goes, though, like I do agree with you. Uh, mm. I feel like they immediately turned their back on Chris Statlander for Julia Hart uh, yeah. just because there was that and for some reason they've been having trouble focusing on multiple female wrestlers yeah. at once. Um, so they just was like went with Julia Hart and it was like weird like she won in that triple threat but then there was never like a rematch a one-on-one -on -one between Chris. If you're going to give it to Julia Hart, have her solidify that win yep. with beating Chris Statlander in a one-on-one -on -one match. But it just like kind of split off and then never happened. And like, you're right. Chris Statlander is so talented and so good and deserves better. Um, I wonder what, so yeah. yeah, I wonder what, what, I don't feel like her heart was even in this match. It was just like, yeah, I really got delegated to this status. Okay, I'm just gonna go through the motions. But I also like Willow Nightingale. Like I also like enjoy her normally. Like I enjoyed when they kind of were building her up. I enjoyed like what was supposed to happen with the whole like Sasha Banks thing. Mm -hmm. Um with that and then that kind of just stopped in its tracks. Yeah. I mean, obviously it was because Sasha got injured. Right. Um right, right. But 
I don't know. Like, yeah, it sounds like that was just kind of a match that they put together. I mean, sometimes AEW does that. Yeah. They're both very talented. Throw... I mean, a lot in this pay-per-view too, yeah. where they, yeah. some matches were just kind of like thrown together. Some matches were like made and then they had to switch people in it. We'll get into that later. Yeah. But yeah. 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 There was injuries. There was the doctor clearance issues. Um, so Bleacher Report, if it matters or not, uh, they gave this match a B plus. I know Keith, you didn't actually uh, see this mm-hmm. match, but based on what we've discussed, I think uh, I don't think I'd give it a B plus. I'd probably give it more of a C minus at best, um, and just because of the uh, poor attempts on some of the moves that didn't go through, and like you said, um, Chris Statlander's heart wasn't really in it. I uh, think both of them, honestly, that's why. Yeah. Like I said, two very um, talented wrestlers have a, have no problem with either one of them. Yeah. I just felt like neither one of them was feeling them. They were going through the motions and being really sloppy. So what do you give it? What grade? I'm with you on this one. C minus? C minus, yes. All right. All right. And and uh, yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll get your grades on the matches you've seen. So unless you want to yeah, give a grade, no. it's up to you. But uh, no, I mean, I don't want to give a grade to a match I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the fact but that, I mean, from yeah. what I hear, not great. Right, 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 right. <laughs> from what I've heard, not great. I think the fact that I'm not as mad as putting Chris Clatter on on this first match in Zero Hour. I think the fact that they had her take the L. I think there's might there might be some other backstage potential issues that we have we haven't been previewed to there's uh, backstage issues in aw what <laughs> what? what that's what? crazy tony khan still has crazy. the neck marks no, no i'm kidding no. Uh, <laughs> hashtag real glass what i love it i love it problem <laughs> yeah who was it who said uh yeah, we'll get into it. Let's let's yeah, keep going. Yeah, they have to take out all okay. their backstage issues in this next one. The twenty man battle royal. Oh man! So the twenty man battle royal. Uh, I feel like this was put together. This was the next match, um, and this actually had um, uh, the results of this match being that Kill Switch defeated the nineteen other competitors, and uh, he became uh, he held the contract. Uh, for anywhere, anytime. Basically, it's their version of uh, Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, also, when did Luchasaurus become Kill Switch? We can talk about that oh, as well. well. It was a few weeks ago. It was a few right? weeks ago. Yeah. I, I guess yeah. I missed it. I missed when Yeah, when became, uh, yeah. Big Wayne became the prodigy because they were both failures and they were given new names to erase yeah. their failures. From their father. Yeah. From their father. Oh, uh, right, 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 right. to their new names. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I mean, I like Killswitch as a name. It's, yeah, because it, it was he named him after his move. Right, 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 right. I liked it. I like it. I just didn't see the entire storyline reveal. I feel like, I feel like if when they named him Killswitch, though, it would have been kind of cool if they modified his, his look. look. Yes, I like agree. they could have kept the mask and kept like his basic like they kept the mask, weird, but they changed the color. It futuristically or something like that i don't know but they did that like, when he became healed yeah i know i feel like they could have changed the design of the mask yeah or yeah or, yeah that's fair yeah. Yeah, instead of yeah. looking less like a dinosaur right right like it looked right. like a, yeah because you know, he's no longer kill, kill switch, switch is not the name of a dinosaur no, yeah. <laughs> no, not this one is, i mean i yeah. guess like maybe an autobot a decepticon a dinosaur maybe <laughs> <laughs> but yeah anyway the the yeah the, the um Lance Archer was in this match. He's been pushed down to the bottom for sure. I, he was like one of their top 
uh, heels that they were working on a couple years ago. He and needs that, to leave the company. Yeah. Well, and I don't say that in a bad way. Yeah. I say that sometimes because when a wrestler has no purpose within the company and they're not, he's not being used and his stock goes down because he's not being used, it's time to leave. Yeah. And yeah. Lance Archer is one of those people yeah. that <laughs> could actually be used elsewhere. And uh, needs to leave the company. And I was a fan of, of him and Jake the Snake kind of being his mentor. I like that. I don't know what happened. That they they. I mean, there is there is a point where you have too many talent on a roster where you don't you know, and it becomes it kind of defeats the purpose of having them. When when you yeah. when you can't you can't keep making new shows to fit all these people in. Like you gotta. You just got to have, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I understand Collision was like CM Punk's show. Then then he just, you know, and and I'm actually, I'm a fan of. I have a huge opinion about that, but yeah, that's yeah. not, that's for a later date. Okay, okay, okay. For sure, for sure. The frustration with a lot of the issues with AEW is that they're easily fixed, but they're backstage um, yeah. bookers and, and uh, the people that put together the storylines and stuff is so discombobulated. Yeah. It doesn't no feel like anybody's in charge. Yeah, that's yes, it. Exactly. That's, it. that's, it. that's what I was like saying. Tony like needs a... to be more of an owner than a wrestler's friend. Right, right. Instead of a mark. <laughs> yeah, tell him, MJF. Right. Um, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Killswitch took this. Um, so then he becomes eligible to cash in uh, for the TNT title. I don't know if it was exclusive to the TNT title only. Or it was, ex- or if it was open to any title. Um, I'm that. I part- don't think I remember if that was clear to me yet or not either. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I'll say this about the match: the match itself was probably hot garbage. <laughs> yeah. Okay, like it was, it was all over the place. There were points where you didn't even care who was going to win or not. Yeah. yeah. But I say, you know, if I were that, that's if I were to judge it solely just on match performance, people in the ring, and so forth. Now, what it served in the overall bigger picture of yeah, things, yeah. is that, to me, gives it a higher grade. I, I respectfully... I, I get your take on it. I just, I just respectfully disagree that uh, if they were going to do that, I, I feel like they rushed... They rushed it, and it was like a storyline they needed to reveal quick so that it could... Uh, come back later in, in, in the next, in the future. Well, match there's a it. purpose to this. They wanted the, the whole point and we'll get to that yeah, match yeah. just shortly. Yeah. But the short version of it is Adam Copeland had to go over in this match, I know. but they couldn't end the storyline that is literally carrying the company so quickly. Yeah, yeah. So they needed to make him look strong. Well, at the same time, we were just talking about this with the WWE and what they would do with priest and Cody, yeah, they needed to extend the storyline yeah. a little longer because the devil one is, you right. know, transitioning. It's still there, but MJF may or right. may not be There's on screen for a while. Mm-hmm. So um, they need something that's going to push the company. Those are the two hottest storylines. So they needed that out in order to keep Copeland looking good, but at the same time have it so they can extend towards another match. I get that. So with that said. Agreed. What do you, Keith? What did you get to see this uh, battle? So role? I didn't see the match. I have watched a few reviews on the match. Okay. Uh, I know like what happened. I know it kind of started off with Kill Switch and Lance Archer, and then yeah. everybody they buried them, yeah. and then they came back. Yeah. Uh, I know there was a spot with uh, Danhausen. Yep. 
that the crowd completely hated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, yeah. I heard, like I heard uh, that, and then obviously Kill Switch wins, and obviously I agree with the idea of the bigger picture. I feel like it probably could have been a match, not on the zero hour, maybe yeah. on the dynamite before it. Yes. So that way it gives it that time mm-hmm. to breathe and like maybe even I mean, I don't think Agreed. I agree with I you. I don't think yeah. yeah, I don't think anybody maybe even had that match in mind when the Christian and Edge match was going on. Yeah. But I feel like if you gave like you said, if you gave that just a little more time to breathe instead of it being so sudden. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I don't know if it was strictly for the TNT title. I feel like it kind of better be for the sake of the story because it's yeah. like oh if you had a chance to go for the world title why would you like yeah. give that up like you're in the grand scheme of like kayfabe yeah, yeah, yeah. and like the whole thing of what wrestling is right like, right, right so there, um, i when you're mentioning this i i am reminded of um I, I can't remember who was announcing or who mentioned this on commentary but once kill switch one it says uh Killswitch wins, and he was the only uh, pro wrestler in this uh, battle royal that had won the TNT title before. And he he mentioned that now he's eligible to cash in to become a, a two time or whatever number of times. Which he... again was a giveaway. Of course, they already gave it away if you were paying attention. Yes, yes, yes. Which right, that's yes, kind right. of. I didn't like that part at yeah, all. Right. Um, I agree with you. It should have been on a dynamite, to be honest. And the stipulations of that contract should have been revealed more clearly. I'm just, yeah. you know, be- judging yeah. it based on the fact that it did end up on this show. But yeah. it should, yeah, it probably should have ended up on a dynamite. Because if it was on a dynamite, they could have built more tension between Christian and Killswitch mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And then it maybe would have added to the 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 long run of the story. It would have, it would have posed the um, question instead of making it so obvious. Yeah. Right. You know, is he actually right. going to turn on Christian, or is he going to uh, give it to him? Because remember, even um, the um, even during the the Nick Wayne segment, or a couple of weeks back, they did tease that tension when he almost refused to hit. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Nick Wayne's mother with the chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they could have continued yeah. with that, but that's what I'm saying. We, we were all actually saying it in yeah, regards yeah. to TNA story. I mean, sorry. <laughs> it, it looks like a TNA. I knew you loved TNA, bro. It's a, I just just saying, bro. AEW storylines. They definitely need work. <laughs> you have American <laughs> nightmares about TNA. I feel, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah. I, I so with all that said, I I think um. I don't know. Uh, Bleacher Report grades it as a C plus. I I I probably say the same, um, just because of the stipulation and and how it was revealed and it was kind of like shaky. Um, the overall picture. I'm a, I'm a, I make this a two part of the overall picture. I'll just give it a uh, a C minus. The match itself was an F. Yeah, the match itself <laughs> was, was absolutely yeah. Well, most. <laughs> I mean, that's my first step on this show. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there, and Keith, uh, we'd love to have you back for this episode. But my idea was let's have an episode and just talk about the best battle royals that have ever taken place. Battle royals slash royal rumbles, 
that have okay you know what i mean i feel like okay. that's a good episode we can just go in the uh, vault and and check out i have like, opinions on that, that yeah. yeah yeah that could I'm be down. a good thing uh again uh everyone watching comment let us know what your uh, opinions were on these matches um and so you didn't see this one so we can um move over now to i think this right. is the first match of the card no this was still in zero this was still zero hour. oh yeah, yeah still zero hook versus this was, uh yeah this was yeah. a good match i like this match Wheeler-Yuta. Yeah, Hook versus Wheeler-Yuta uh, FTW Championship. Uh, it's in Hook's backyard. Um, in, in, you know, Taz was on commentary, which was... Uh, uh, it, it gave it a good feel. And Angel I'm, McGinnis had to say his corny shit yet again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I liked... Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what I did like about this match from uh, the match itself and also commentary and Taz's... Uh, angle on all of this i i liked how taz refuses to just cheer on his son in these matches and he's very oh, yeah. i like that he's yeah. very he's like he's he he he's gives hook biased. the credit he's like hook he's is doing as unbiased it. as he could be exactly exactly he lets you know, hook be a man's storyline too wise too because when you're watching it he doesn't say oh oh every time his Son's getting hit. He's just like, oh, it's a part of the business. It's you part know? of the it's business, like, yeah. And he gives the opponents credit when they hit his. When they mm-hmm. hit Hook with good moves, yeah, 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 and and I like that, and I like that Hook's finisher, Red Rum, is uh, is very similar, obviously, to ta- to the Taz mission, but yeah. he doesn't call it that, which is also. I don't even know if I'm saying that. No, right, it's but, fine. Uh, I don't even know if I said Taz mission correctly. Yeah, <laughs> over and over and over again, it's great. So Wheeler Yuta uh, in this match, he. He got on the on the mic and started talking shit about New York, and then um, and then here comes Hook with some uh, big rig, <laughs> or it was like train sounds, right? It was like train it, horns. It, it's a horn that they play apparently at the uh, at the uh, the games there. Oh, okay, so it's a New York specific thing. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Had, I didn't know that myself, even being a New Yorker, because I'm not that big a hockey fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Taz was making that reference, right? Um, in commentary. Um, side note, Wheeler Yuta should not be, or, um, yeah, Wheeler Yuta. Uh, yeah, I, I'm getting that right. I'm not having dyslexia. Yeah. Um, Wheeler Yuta should not be allowed to hold a microphone yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. His promo is terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, Wheeler Yuta would have benefited from, uh, William Regal still being. Yes. You see, I agree. Uh, and kind of like just concentrating on him once he won the pure championship, you know, like, I mean, obviously Mox and Brian can handle themselves mm-hmm. uh, and, and Claudio as well. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, Wheeler Yuta definitely needs some Polishing. some coaching in that area. And I don't know if the other guys in the BCC are necessarily the people to do that for him. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the wrestling, the fighting, the fighting spirit, all that, yes. But I mean, you know, Claudio's Claudio. Uh, yeah. You know, Mox is good, but Mox is his own thing. Right. Um, and Brian Danielson, you know, for all intents and purposes, when Brian Danielson first like started getting popular, he wasn't great on the mic either. Yeah. Uh, I think he benefits from his story. Uh, of who he is as a person and then he kind of just leaned into that and it got good uh i think yeah wheeler Yuta could use somebody 
Yeah. Um, yeah. The other guys that. in the BCC, I feel like they um they're they're good on the mic, but they're good for their own um, right their own lane, right. not necessarily not overall. You know, they yeah. they have their personality and their storyline, and the way they do things works for them personally, but it wouldn't be adaptable to everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. Uh, mm-hmm. I, my, and also, uh, Blackpool Combat Club. None of them are from Blackpool anymore. So it just uh, it it. None of them ever were. Yeah. And none of them ever were. But at least Regal yeah. was right. But but anyway, that 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 kind of I don't know if they're gonna just c- continue calling it BCC and and just hope people forget what that stands for or I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but um, I'm pretty sure that most people started doing that with Triple H at some point. Hunter Hurst, yeah. <laughs> well, well, Sean, Sean never forgets. He always calls him Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But this was a good match. It, it was, was a good match. match. Yeah, for for Zero Hour, I thought it was it was it was meant it should have been where it was. Uh, I like Hook. I'm a big fan of Hook, and I think he's. He's got a big trajectory ahead of him, uh, and honestly, I think he's gonna go further than Taz uh, if he continues on, on this uh, yeah. run. He's well, obviously he's not as big as Taz is, but um, he's uh, he's he has a more marketable look. He has a more well. He's he's you're, he's gonna be he's today's cruiserweight. And know? not only that though, though, but the thing is, remember he's still green. Yeah. So he's eventually like all these guys that ended up as cruiserweights going to put on more weight. Right. But he is taller than his dad. He, he is Hook's taller. one of those people I think would benefit from being in NXT. Sure. A little bit. Sure. A stint. You think Taz um, would be before that or, or against that? I think he would. I think it was said like in an interview like a long time ago, like when Hook first debuted, yeah. that like, yeah, like he could see him going there for a little bit you know it's one of those things where it's like there's so many guys like hook in the AEW that like i'm like yeah it'd be interesting if they go through that program for a little bit too uh just to you know there's stuff that you can learn from wwe that you can't learn from AEW. yeah obviously yeah um and but then also it's the mirroring thought of like oh but AEW can't afford to lose Hook. They can't afford to lose this person. They can't afford to lose that person because then it's like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I In my brain, I always do like a, a a draft, like a trade-off of like trade this person for this person, trade this person for that person. Yeah. And I feel like that would be an interesting thing because I feel like there's a lot of guys that go to AEW and like fucking shine and yeah. make it a really good product too so i agree um i agree yeah, there should be a, those people yeah i think could benefit from being an nxc for a little bit having his own run establishing his own thing mm-hmm. uh and then i mean come back or i mean hope if aw is still around <laughs> uh, which i want it to be me too um but you know there's a lot of things they need to improve yes uh in order to get all the cogs and wheels moving simultaneously at the same time. Sometimes I feel like they concentrate on two cogs and leave the other cogs just kind of yep. doing what they want to do. And it doesn't always work out that way. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. They're, they're five years into this company right now. And I think mm-hmm. people are a little more uh, forgiving with their mistakes because of how young of a right. company they are. 
Um, I'm okay with them let, letting them grow. And I think them having ROH right now kind of be essentially like their kind of where they send wrestlers. Their NXT. Right. It's kind of their become, and that's sad because yeah. I love ROH as its own thing, but uh, ROH, you know, right now it's, it's not a main, it's not on the mainstream level right now, as far as their storylines are, push it that way. they don't push it that way either. If they would push it the way that NXT is pushed, it might've been a different story. Maybe they will. Maybe that's what they got. I mean, eventually if you think that, um, Tony Khan, um, is going to learn from, you know, his experience and looking at the competition that, um, they could and should turn it into something like that because there are talents in ROH that would benefit from TV time. And in turn, um, AEW would also benefit from having these people have TV time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What if they, instead of when they create a collision, they just put that energy into ring of honor on Saturday night. Uh, to uh, I, the answer to that is CM Punk, but yeah, <laughs> I think they needed a show for yeah. Punk. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, that's a whole other thing, and we've talked about mm-hmm. this. But um, I think they can still do that. They can transition Collision to becoming that. Why does there's no no one's sitting here losing their breath over a uh, Collision becoming like the ROH show? Like, they haven't missed the train yet. It's it's still possible. Yeah. So let's hope they do it. True. Yeah. Um, also, on a side note, is is collision because World's End was on Saturday. Did collision take place? I I didn't. I, I don't even know. I think they did. From what I read somewhere, that there was going to be a special episode of Collision on Thriller TV, but it was like more of a best of okay, kind of yeah. show. Like it wasn't yeah. like an actual live taping. Or it's like, like whatever, so. it's like back in the day when Raw would have like. Well, not even back in the day. They literally just did it on SmackDown. Yeah, they just week. did it on SmackDown. Did they? Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I miss SmackDown. So was it yeah, just like they, the, they, WWE? The they got like oh, the God. week of Christmas yeah. off and stuff. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. So anyway, I give this match a uh, <laughs> say what? I think good for them that they gave the wrestlers Christmas off. <laughs> right, right, once. right. <laughs> that's definitely a, yeah no i agree that's definitely a good move um so hook wins with the red rum um there, there was one thing in this match i just want to mention before we i give my grade and that was that we were talking about wheeler yuda needing some more training um i feel like he kind of tried to get creative but it was almost like he didn't commit fully and he should have but he, there was a moment in this match where he took Hook to the announcer's table and he, and he bounced his head off the, the table. And what that caused was, was the little protector on top of it to hit Taz's drink to fall on him. And we were you know, looked at Taz and he was like, uh, he was like this, is, this is what I'm going to do to your son or some shit like that, right? And, and, then, <laughs> and then Hook comes in and, and, and gets his revenge. But... I feel like they could have had a bigger moment at in that point of the match, but I don't think Taz was interested in it. So like Taz kind of just shut it down. He's like, "Hey, don't worry about me. Worry about the match." And and right. he, he like he, he shut it down. And I think that was an impromptu moment mm-hmm. from Wheeler. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Do you think Taz got another uh, match in him, even uh, if it's just like a tag match or something like that. You know what? I think if that was gonna happen, it should have happened with aces and eights, but it didn't. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and and and, and yeah. I, that was the best way to bring Taz back because it was like 
their version of like ECW originals. But because um, I could see them doing Mox and Wheeler versus Taz and Hook. Like I could see them doing that. I could, do. I want to see it. I don't know. I don't think so. But from, like yeah. I could see them doing that just like as a one-off. Yeah. Little side storyline. I know um, that Taz. Also, yeah. Also Moxley I, needs a vacation, so yeah. I I think Moxley needs to leave for a while. I agree because he he's been forced for the past two years to keep keep wrestling and I keep know. going. If I, I could watch so. a senile Piper and flair hold the tag team titles then <laughs> i can watch um taz for one off match with Hook for a i yeah. i mean if he can do it uh more power to them i i would i would i would want to see it i just think taz has too many injuries that he hasn't uh i remember Ooh. i was a fan of taz post wrestling when he was calling sports on his radio show and oh, yeah, yeah, before yeah. before he came back to aew um he was talking about it like he's like i the, there was um his his uh, co-host was asking him would you ever wrestle again he's like i can't wrestle anymore he's like my uh, he's got a shoulder nagging shoulder injury and all that but stone cold we thought I mean, would never come back nice. and he did <laughs> it's very nice for a wrestler in his position to admit that and stick to that yeah yeah, yeah. I, it, it's very it's very nice well uh, i mean he's got I'm, a whole new career with with announcing he he created a yeah. whole new um, yeah. and that, that is, and you know, that's a testament to how talented he was. Um, so anyway, I give this match a, uh, I think B plus is, is I, I agree with Bleacher Report, uh, B plus, um, it was a good, it was a good short match. Um, and, and it did what it needed to do. I'm um, just going to give it a B. Okay. And I'll tell you why real quick. I would have gave the match a higher grade if. And this is something, this is a problem I had with the whole show mm. as a whole. But this could have contributed to the um, the uh, event being better. Okay. With the FTW Championship, I get it. They have the rules that come with it. But the problem yeah. with the FTW Championship is it doesn't hold any stakes. It's merely a way for people to say, oh, there are no rules in the match. Yeah. but. How does it um, differ from house rules with House of Black? Yeah. Because yeah. of a belt or whatever. The reason it's why not I a belt. That, the reason why I say that <laughs> yeah. is because Yuta Wheeler has the pure championship. Now, if they would have put the pure championship on the line for this match, the stakes would have been higher. Mm -hmm. People would have been more vested in this match. And I felt overall that there would have been a little bit more excitement to this match. It was a solid match, but I felt like if they would have had the pure championship involved, it would have brought a little bit more of uh, this match to the forefront and made it a little bit more exciting with higher stakes is all. But okay. both performers well, still... I mean, with the contrast rules of the belts, like, they could go into that story and, like... Hook will now have to face Wheeler Yuta for the Pure Championship. Yeah. With those rules. And maybe Wheeler Yuta gets the win on that. And then you have like a, I don't know, pink yeah. slip on the pole match as I the rubber agree match. With you. <laughs> I do agree with you, but I think that they could have did that. It would have worked better in reverse. Because if you had the Pure Championship mm. on the line first and Wheeler cheats, now you have a reason to go to F. 
uh, TW rules, where mm, there are no rules, true. and so forth. Uh, but yeah, you do, do present a fair point. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, with with um, I think with that uh, we can get into the actual show. The actual show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, by the way, Renee Paquette does a great job on the uh, on the announcer team um, from. Uh, outside the commentary what do they call that what what are, what's their roles uh they're not on the announcer table but they're uh, they're, they're just they, the interviewers i guess there is a word i forgot yeah interviewer backstage or like backstage yeah backstage correspondent yeah. yeah i don't know something like that something like that yeah, yeah yeah something fancy all right here we go world's end let's try uh let's try let's get through this um eight man tag okay. match started the uh the pay-per-view. I have my own theories on this, uh, uh, on how this whole thing could have been better, but I'll let you guys go first. Okay, okay, cool, cool. So, uh, Garcia, Danielson, Briscoe, uh, Casanoli, defeat King, White, Lethal, and Rush. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, go ahead, Keith. What are, what are your thoughts? Um, I personally thought it was good enough for what it was. Um, it was all the other people who lost in the C2 yeah. um, got them together. Uh, I do have in my notes, I remember uh, it started off and I was like, heels versus faces? Like, I don't, like, I was like, is Daniel Garcia a face? I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. Uh, obviously, Briscoe is. Yeah. Um, Danielson and Claudio ride the line depending on what the story is yeah. Yeah. Uh, when they want to. Um, obviously, Danielson was the heel in the uh blue league finals with him and eddie right um it was i guess they wanted garcia to shine a little bit yep he did he did his thing Mm -hmm. um i thought i thought like you know it was one of those matches where like everybody hit their big spots uh the crowd got into it as far as eight mans go i thought it was okay like i thought it was good like i didn't i didn't think it was because sometimes eight mans could just be a clusterfuck of like a bunch of shit going on and i Mm -hmm. thought they kind of um they kind of did well with this uh i was more interested in uh brody king punking out uh daddy magic (laughs) the whole time during the match Yeah. yeah um i enjoyed that um faces win uh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's just one of those matches what I guess. do you what's your grade for it i give it a b b i give it a b okay yeah right. b b minus at the worst okay. but yeah All i right. thought everybody hit their shit i mean you know i'm gonna i'm gonna root for anything that brian Chandler <laughs> of course yeah, yeah yeah um so you know he hit his spots i thought i kept forgetting jay lethal was in the match <laughs> uh until I was like, oh, the black guy. Like, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, who else is in this match? I was like, oh, it's, you know. Um, I thought Jay White did some fun little things. Uh, Jay White laughing at Danny Magic when Brody King was punking him. I enjoyed that. Yeah. thought that was fun. Um, yeah. D minus. I, I thought it was a decent opening match. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, just to get the crowd into 
like whatever with some variety. Yeah. Now that watching, having watched the whole pay per view, I I would agree this should have been the first match of the actual pay per view, and uh, it did its job. Um, it didn't ignore the the it, it continued the storyline of the the C two, and and it was it was mm-hmm. it was well done. Um, I think the Garcia, the little dance he does, is what puts him more on the face side than than the heel side. Yeah, because people kind of you know they they mark for that, they mark out for that. So yeah. um um. Uh yeah, I, would I thought agree. it got repetitive when the heels were making fun of the dance. Like mm, I think yeah. Jay White did it once, then Marouche did it once. Yeah. Like I don't know if Jay, I don't remember Jay Lethal doing it. Right. Uh it would have been funnier if Brody King did it. <laughs> like yeah. that would have been yeah. hilarious to me. Yeah. But um yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd probably give it a B, just a solid B. The only reason um the only thing I and this is not just in this match, but this is more in a general thing with the uh, figure four. I don't mind the figure four. Someone should lose to the figure four at some point. I feel like the figure four has rarely ever decided a match. And what makes it worse is the reverse. Everyone knows it doesn't really hurt anyone, right? The figure four itself. Uh-huh. The figure four itself can cause some pain on the ankle and the leg, but but it's like I don't think I've ever been in it reverse, so I don't even know like if that's an actual thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know this. Obviously, Ric Flair made the figure four right, and because Ric Flair did the whole heel thing and he used the figure four as like this is my move. Of yeah. course, when he would wrestle bums, he would win with it yeah but like he would always like you know get it reversed on him or you know something like that and i think people follow that tradition but yeah i agree with you yeah. like they should give more power to the figure four like at least one wrestler do it specifically and like make it like a thing and it's harder to make the figure four win a match now because why because we got figure eight <laughs> Now that becomes, yeah. the, you know what I mean. So now that is the whole, which was also used later in the show. It was used later in the show by Ooh, her, her husband. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, well, <laughs> but so yeah. B for me, B for you. What what are you? Okay, I'll start with the I'll start with the grade, and I'll give a few breakdowns. Go for points. it. I thought it was a B. Okay. Solid B. Had no problems with the match. Everyone did their thing. Nice opener. Um, here's my thing. Um, oh, and I also agree with the Danny Garcia thing about giving him a little bit of shine and push. Because remember, they also did that a few weeks ago with his match with MJF. Yep. They they made him yeah. look good as well. So I think they're trying to familiarize the crowd with Danny Garcia. Mm-hmm. Um, that being mm-hmm. said, this is how I feel that this could have been better. Um, or, or how they could have um, handled the, the fallout from the, the uh, tournament better. So... The way that the the the, the way that it's um, structured right now, there's not much at stake. It's just a filler match, mm-hmm. but right. with all the quote unquote losers. Yeah. But how you can make this better is, let's just say for example, uh, you go through the tournament. Obviously, there's the winner, which in this case was Eddie Kingston. You put all those people in an eight-man tag, four on the side, four on the side, but you give it stakes. Mm. The winner of the four-man match, I mean the eight-man tag, sorry, the four winners, mm-hmm. 
you get a winner out of that. The four people that were on the same team that won now go on to have a match like a fatal four way and the at another like event mm. and the winner of that could go challenge Eddie Kingston for the triple crown. The storyline kind of can kind of write itself and yeah. it gives I like that more stakes to it. That it being followed... said, the performance was great. It was, and, it was a B. And uh, can they not still do that? I feel like maybe they can. I mean, they can. Yeah. I don't know if they will, but you know, like we said, you know, people watch this show. Tony yeah. Khan, take some notes. We <laughs> yeah. give you some tips. Come on, Tony. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think that's a good ad. I feel like <clears throat> AW has a lot of good ideas, but then they get distracted. Yep, that's literally what I feel yep. with AW. They have a lot of good stipulation matches. They have a lot of good. Uh, stakes that they put in these and then they just like oh wait we got to do that and and that that to me i feel like is a is a team like they need they need to expand on their team they also need to commit more they need to commit yes commit instead of yeah letting things it's it's like in comedy man you don't you don't abandon your material just because it's not landing where you wanted it to land you gotta you gotta sometimes go beyond and push through commit and, right. and, and that's that's kind of how you win the crowd over but uh but anyway uh we all seem to agree on this i think so. so but bleacher report says b plus because uh eh, yeah it's close enough you know <laughs> yeah. how often are we that close to bleacher report? that's fair that's, <laughs> fair. that's fair yeah um okay cool so let's move on um i actually forgot about this next match which we just mentioned and I, not that I forgot that it happened. I forgot how, that it was actually a pretty good match. Um, and to me, it was the manager side of all this uh, being Miro's uh, real-life uh, wife. Um, uh-huh. And so Miro versus Andrade El Idolo. Now, you mentioned earlier, is he done with yeah, AEW? He's absolutely done. Okay, yeah, this is it. Which, that is and the I only issue. Like, again, some something happened backstage and there was yes. an argument about something that's coming out. Uh, right. Who knows? Whatever. I mean, I think he's, he's been wanting to be gone for a long time. Yeah. Um, pro- also Miro too. So that's like interesting. Yeah. Um, that it was like two people who don't even want to be there. That's right. <laughs> like have this match. So I guess that worked um, in my favor that I didn't know that. Uh, Cause it, did. it, it helped me kind of, suspend my disbelief yeah we yeah. I, mean, I think it came out after like right before the pay-per-view oh really okay well there was a whole other thing that came out before the pay-per-view which i want to touch on with chris jericho but um but oh, yeah. we'll talk about that at the end yeah yeah i mean you could benefit from it because watching this match knowing what had happened you mm-hmm. kind of knew that the uh, end result was going to be a foregone conclusion yeah that being uh-huh. said the performances in this match Ah, it was all right. It was it was a solid match. Nothing, no crazy spots. Nothing too, um, you know, too fancy, too outstanding. But yeah. um, the guys both put in some solid work. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, not much to I say mean, more than that. We give it like a like a C plus. C plus. Okay. Cool. Keith, I'm gonna say this about the match. This is what I wanted from it. Uh, and this was like just my bizarre mind being like trying to write some television. Uh, <laughs> so during the match, uh, 
there's the whole back and forth with CJ, Perry, and Miro. Um, and then obviously at some point, he kind of turns on Andrade, mm-hmm. uh, kicks, I think, or she hits his hits hands, yeah, out of the road. figure eight, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, she kept yelling about her finger, right? Uh, which that spawned this thought. I was like, make their story like her managing people to fight Miro is this weird sex thing that they have going on in their relationship where it's just like they get off on like Miro fighting somebody that she manages and it's just for her benefit and his benefit uh, and like make people a part of that. And she just goes through like she, you can have her manage several people like within like a three month span. Mm. and just like just make it so it's like that and it's like oh like you know it, it starts being obvious maybe she starts cutting promos about like you know it turns her on like watching <laughs> like the, to me that's just funny yeah. uh it's something for them to do uh because clearly there's really no true direction with Miro right now right he's just kind of there he's like, just I'm a redeemer <laughs> yeah to the yeah yeah that's the thing he's fighting his redeemer Christian side but you know his what like he for a while he was when he was doing a redeemer he was like always like and my hot wife yeah like yeah, 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 yeah. on that like right that would be I don't know I feel like that'll be entertaining that'll be funny um it doesn't have to get you know super down and dirty or it can i mean you know edge and lita had live oh, sex yeah on raw, to raw. that's right uh, that's only, right. To, only to be interrupted by an old man named rick flick <laughs> like, which is funny who has but, a lot of sex uh, off camera but yeah <laughs> yeah i want i want that to be the story because i think that would be that would make it interesting and make it you know fun tony k tony k you hearing us um but uh so what's your grade on this match uh, I guess C. C. Okay. Uh, C. Yeah. Like it was like it. Uh, unlike you, I didn't have like I knew that Andrade was leaving, yeah. so it was just like okay, like Miro's gonna win this match. Um, Dang. All right. Then, yeah. Um, it was it was fine. Um, I feel like if they both cared more, it could have been better. Yeah. Um, but I mean, much like the Willow Nightingale, Chris Statlander thing, I just don't think they were in it. They were just trying to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to their credit, them getting through it, it wasn't God off. Right. Uh, it was, you know, it was fine. Yeah. They didn't have sick. a botch fest. They had their performances yeah. at least. Right. Were, they looked like they were at least into the match and trying to give on or put on a good show. I think they're both great wrestlers too. I just so, thought yeah. that that CJ uh, thing that you had mentioned when she had broken up the uh, figure eight that didn't look believable. Uh-huh. It, it's like make it make sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. I feel uh, yeah, not having known this uh, that uh, Andrade was leaving. Um, I kind of did. I kind of hoped that CJ didn't interfere in a match, but since she did, keep talking. By the way, I'm just going to grab a charger. Yeah, no, go keep for talking. it. Yeah, yeah. Andrade uh, having um, 
leaving the match, I feel like my interest in this match was more on CJ's finger because I, I knew what had happened to her. I had seen the... the what? what happened to CJ's finger? CJ was in the hospital. She was in the ER for like a week. She got an infected finger, uh, her middle finger, and they had to actually, it, like, it was a balloon. And she had she sent on her Instagram, she had posted about it. So it was like she had her finger balloon up from an infection. And it was like her upper arm was, was starting to affect her whole arm. So she they had to rush her to the hospital and have performed emergency surgery. So then she showed after the surgery how it was like cut open and all the fucking whatever uh, pus and all that was removed. And so that black oh, wow. tape she had on her finger is because of that. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So she was – it was a real situation where it was uh, – it could have been – life-threatening so they had to do that surgery on her finger emergency so i was surprised she was there i thought she was not gonna uh even be at the pay-per-view because she literally had that surgery like four days ago um so anyway bottom line uh i kind of because i had seen the open wound so i kind of was it was a little squeamish when she used her hands to break that uh figure eight up and then, uh, and then she did the whole flicking. She like flicked off Miro even after she helped him, which was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, with her middle finger, like they're they definitely have some weird sex. I bet. Um, oh, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look at her, oh, yeah. her outfit. I know. Yeah. <laughs> her ring attire for that uh, matchup. She's like one of those hot girls you know is a Republican. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. definitely. But I um, think uh, Miro Miro tapes up. When they have sex, like he he, he puts on tape on his feet, yeah. on his hand, he comes in and back there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he has a. He always is. He, they do it in that tank that they always use. Her Russian name. accent comes back. <laughs> he said, "Rusev crush, Rusev smack." <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's it's cool though. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. I hope I hope Keith they follow through with what you mentioned. So we'll see, we'll see how much they are distracted with this storyline. Uh, AEW, I give it. I also give it a. I give it like a. I'll be nice. I'll give it a C plus. Um, uh, the Bleacher Report gave it a B minus. Um, and so moving on. Okay, one of my favorite. Wow, they really like. They really like this pay per view. <laughs> yeah, <they do. laughs> yeah. I know. They are I know. being very generous with those grades. I feel like they are being generous. You're right. I okay. One of my favorite uh, characters right now in AEW is Tony Storm and what she's doing. Mine too. Yeah, she's doing an amazing job, and and her facial expressions, all of it, it's it's perfect. I think it's it's great. If th- there's only one thing, <laughs> she had this one hilarious spot, but I'll let you. Yeah, know yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's only one thing I want him to adjust, and and this is probably me. It's like. I don't have a way to to I haven't thought of a way to get this to happen but it, if they could in the match keep the match either all black and white like whoever she faces the match is in black and white I think why make it color all of a sudden it, it takes away from the the I've always said that if she was doing this gimmick in WWE they would do that for sure yeah. They would like make it black and white they would have like the little uh, scratched film yeah. effect in yeah. it Probably. I, one of those uh, things, though, it's a matter of preference because, remember, they tried to do these kind of angle with The Fiend, with the red matches. And they so did. More, they did. And more people True. than not um, disliked it because they said it was annoying to watch. 
So um, I think again, it's a it's a matter of preference. It yeah. could work. It could I think be that hour. it it's more beneficial to her character than the red was beneficial to the fiend. They like, used it in segments of this match, though, if you notice. There were yeah, they did. That yeah, were they did. Yeah. Well, that's what uh, makes it s- silly because I'm like, okay, so is this alternate universe that she's in? Like, is that uh, just sometimes or is it all t- like uh, to me? I, I feel who else? Th- I think there was another wrestler back in the day who, who the screen went black and white for. Um, and then well, when the VOD villains used to do, yes, like uh, their entrance, yes, in all black and white, um, which was cool. Yeah. Like, I was a fan of that. Um, which I mean, if the VOD villains was still a thing, like, yeah, this would be the perfect, like, yeah, it'd be a stay match. That's for, for sure. Yeah, this would be the perfect thing for them to do together. Um, yeah, obviously that didn't work out. Yeah. Um, uh, I will say that, so I'm a huge Tony Storm fan. Mm-hmm. I've all, always had, have been. Um, I think she's an amazing wrestler. Um, also, just side note, Tony Storm's body type, my type. So I get distracted a little bit, you know, I get when it. I'm watching her matches. You bring a um, different meaning. Say, you bring a yeah. different meaning to black and white. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that um, I don't know if Tony Storm's matches as of late have been held up to like i mean i think of uh the evolution pay-per-view uh the may young classic finals it's tony storm Kyrie Sane. that match to me is one of the best female matches i've seen mm. it was really really good um and then you know uh however you look at it wwe dropped the ball on tony storm or tony storm wouldn't play ball with yeah, you know, it's wanting her to be naked or whatever, which some people will argue, well, you should just go to OnlyFans anyway. And yeah, I like, thought about yeah, that. But yeah, but that's on yeah. like her yeah. terms. Like right. it's not on fucking Vince McMahon sexual harassment terms. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, so it's like a different thing. Right. Uh, with that said, I thought this batch was what Rio was just somebody for her to fight so they can make Tony Storm strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought. The, you know, they had the spot where they uh, ejected Luther. Um, yeah. Keep going. You know, I'm anyway, listening. I'm they just going played on Riho having the, uh, having like her back injury um, and playing on that. Um, I thought it was a decent match. It was decent. It was good. Tony Storm wins. That's the right move, obviously. Um, I think Tony Storm keeps that belt till. Wembley, possibly Jamie Hader comes back. Mm. We get a proper Tony Storm Jamie Hader match. Um, I, I've for some reason locked in my mind that the AW Wembley show is like kind of their WrestleMania, like you yeah. know, in, in a way. Like I mean, it's the biggest show they've ever done. Yeah. It's a good place to, um, uh, like conclude some storylines. Um, I feel like. So I think yeah, it is. I, I think it is their mania. It is their mania. All yeah. in. All in is their mania. Because it's yeah. all in. It's the first yeah. one that right. they had. Right. You know, I used to look at all out in that way. Mm. Um, before they brought all in back. Yeah. Um, a lot of people would say, 
uh I think they tried to push it like for a while that double or nothing was their like their big mm. like pay-per-view. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I I feel like Tony Storm Rio had a decent match. Uh, I don't think it was anything spectacular, but it was decent. It pushed the timeless uh, thing. And I love, I don't know if you watched any of the media scrum. I haven't seen the media um, scrum. No. Okay. Um, so Tony Storm was one of the wrestlers on the media scrum. Okay. She came out with what she came out to the ring with, with that like uh, weird fur hat. Yeah, yeah, fur. yeah. Her coat and big glasses. Was it black There's or white? There's going around where she put it on Tony Khan. So Tony Khan sitting there with a cup with the hat on. But she says um, she alludes to Sasha Banks. Ooh. And she says, um, I know that there's free agents out there. Uh, they have money written all over them. And then she slams the table. She gets up and she looks at the camera. She was like, Wendy Richter. I'm coming for you, ah. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. And it just <laughs> plays on the timeless thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just, I think it was just, this match was just a vehicle to continue to push this character. Um, I'll give it a C plus, B minus, um, okay. just because it was just kind of a placeholder for that. So it wasn't anything spectacular wrestling wise. Yeah. Um, but it, it did its job. Nice. I feel like was the so, uh, was the uh, Bleacher Report agrees with you. B minus. By the way, I think that was ooh. the first one. Um, okay. But also, did the did the media scrum for Tony Storm's part was that in black and white, or was it in color? No, it wasn't. And See that what I'm saying? Been... It's like they're not consistent. Yeah. Yeah. No. It they wasn't. should give that's the a, timeless. They they should give the timeless portion or the timeless black and white thing like the the lead on that they shouldn't be wishy-washy i'm you telling know, you know who i read was the, the promos uh, I, kind of the... I don't know the matches like i said it's a matter of preference i can't say right. yes i can't say no but definitely for the promos and vignettes yeah it should be black and white for sure yeah what were you the, saying you know the uh spearhead of this whole like timeless tony storm thing is uh rj city uh oh yeah and yeah. i think he should have a hand in writing other stuff more yes for AEW. yeah uh you know kind of like i mean i think I, i'm not gonna say that this uh time is tony storm like he nailed it it's the perfect thing like it, it's not I, I think it's still forming mm -hmm. and it's still growing mm -hmm. um the crowd loves it um which is you know i i think you get a AEW hardcore AEW crowd who's like into the wrestling to like something sports entertaining that AEW is doing. Right. I think that's a big feat. Like that's a big hurdle mm -hmm. uh, that you get over. Um, so yeah, I think RJ Fitty should have a hand more in writing some of the more sports entertaining stuff that they do. I, I agree. Yeah. I think he's a, he's a very uh, unique talent in, in that realm. I thought he was a decent wrestler too, but he, you know, I think he's, he's, I never saw him wrestle. Yeah. He didn't wrestle much. I don't know. No. He started out. I remember, like ten years ago, uh, he was like wrestling, and then he disappeared for a while, and then he popped up as a announcer and and, and an interviewer. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, what do you what do you think? Did you already give your grade? No, you didn't. I think that I'm gonna be in agreement um, and say that it was a C plus B minus. Um, I like Tony Storm's character work. 
Mm-hmm. Tony Storm's character work is a lot of the reason that this um, angle and this um, character works. Yeah. Um, as I said, she had a spot in this match mm-hmm. um, where, you know, like how this uh, the the old uh, black and white movies are a bit campy. Mm. Um, she had this um, this uh, it's not necessarily a spot in terms of like a move, but it was something that she said that like was meant to be audible. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was meant to hear this. She Ooh. was about to put on the. Texas Cloverleaf. And it almost reminded me, if you've ever played that uh, video game Cuphead, because that kind of takes yeah. place in that era too, she goes, she's toast! <laughs> 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 and I like chuckled out loud when I heard that because I was like, that's so appropriate for this character. It's like spot oh, yeah. on. Um, oh, yeah. My only critique of the match, really... Because, like I said, there wasn't anything generally wrong with it. It just wasn't overly exciting. Um, probably right. because of the lack of build to the storyline. Um, mm-hmm. It just served a purpose, like you said, to uh, continue to um, push the uh, timeless um, story. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the character. But that DDT that she hit the end looked a little awkward. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it came off still looking yes. good on TV. Yes, yes. Like, but you can't. T- yeah, it was to the point where I can't tell if that was modified or if it was botched. Even the announcers said it. They were like, "Whoa!" Mm-hmm. Like they they reacted like they thought it was a it was a botch. Like they treated it like it was a bad a bad execution. Yeah, but seeing a lot of what Tony Storm has done lately and and how Rio didn't seem to be long-term affected by it. Yeah. Like, I'm questioning, was that really a botch, or did they modify that? Was that a cult spot? Um, was it something else that was botched but was modified in the moment to make it look really good, like she saved her mm-hmm. from another Maybe. botch move? Either way, I mean, whatever happened there, it worked. I want to see that move again, though. I want yeah. to see it done properly. If the if if it wasn't done properly, because it looks. Oh wait, like... you mean her the finisher that she did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so y- you should look it up. There's okay, so I remember when she was in NXT. Yeah. Uh, she pulled that move out one time. Okay. And when she did it, it it came out a lot better than it did in this match, and it looked really cool. And I was like, I remember like uh, sending the video to my friends, be like, have you seen this new move that Tony Storm just fucking did? Yeah. Like, uh, and like, that was like kind of right before, like she got moved up to the main roster, then she left. Uh, so we didn't get to see it much anymore. Yeah. But like, I think if you like YouTube, like Tony Storm NXT new finisher, mm-hmm. you'll probably find it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what she called it, but like, I feel like that's a better example of what that move was supposed to be. It almost reminded me of like, uh, when, um, Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks went, uh, showed up at the end of that Kyrie Sane match and was doing her new move, but it didn't translate. 
at mm. first like mm. it was like what did what is she doing like what, what is that but then like she did the move later you're like oh okay i get it was like kind of like a whip around yeah that, I, don't, I don't know what it was but yeah like it reminded me of that situation where like it just the move just didn't hit like what when i previously saw it. right i and i hope this does have a name because even bleacher report calls it an awkward modified ddt so that is uh i'm, I'm pretty sure that's not the real name because if it was that'd be hilarious uh <laughs> but uh because <laughs> an awkward <laughs> yeah the amd dt no uh but uh um yeah uh I, i'm i'm curious i'm curious to see this come back this move and maybe she shouldn't bring it back every match but like in special moments she should use it yeah um yeah but like uh, if done right the way i saw it i forgot who she was facing to in um nxt at the time but like she pulled that move out and i was like generally like what yeah like it was like the first time i saw the vertebraker i was like oh shit yeah. <laughs> like and yeah that vertebraker is still one of my favorite moves that yeah. is probably very unsafe <laughs> like for most people to do yeah. or to take yeah so the, yeah the real question is keith what move do you want her to do to you is the <laughs> i did in my notes <laughs> there's one thing that i say i just said misogynistically i would sleep with tony Storm. <laughs> like, I, was like, I was like just to deviate from the wrestling misogynistically yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> those are i think we we're allowed one of those per per episode so there it yeah. is there it is guys um is. so <laughs> so at the end of this match uh so you both agreed it was a b minus uh, did you give it a b minus uh, yeah. uh, i gave it like a c plus b minus c plus b minus yeah yeah so yeah, yeah I, I I I would agree with you guys, and Bleacher Report agrees as well. Um, there's also the the thing after the match, Mariah May like uh, came mm-hmm. out with the flowers, and um, it was a cool, it was a cool way, and I like how. Tony I mean, Stone... obviously, that's going to be a turn down the line. Of course, um, yeah, yeah. Which one I of these hasn't know... turned? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about Mariah May. Yeah, I don't. Um, I guess she kind of had sort of a similar gimmick where like her being a movie star of her oh, being like yeah, like yeah. not like similar like the old old timey like black and white right. but like that's kind of why they put her with tony storm so i'm sure like i mean i hope they just again that could be filler and another match tony storm has yeah before like we get to wembley Let, so. let's see what happens yeah Intri- uh, interesting stuff uh Kind of remind it maybe they take it to kind of how uh um fuck i forgot her I'm, her name is not coming to me uh old girl who used to shadow trish stratus all the time she was like upset obsessed with her oh zoe stark no oh, original no, the oh, original mickey james. Um, mickey james mickey james mickey yeah. james yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe it go, becomes one of those deals i don't know we'll see um oh puppy love um yeah what's what's your dog's name Reggie. Reggie. Boy, right? Yeah. Obviously boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, not obviously. Like, get your shit together. It's 2024. <laughs> but That's also, right. yes. yes. He's, Which he's a male. Even <laughs> AEW acknowledges. Because. True. Yeah, no, it's true. Because later on um, in the match uh, with um, oh, yeah. uh, Abaddon. Oh, right. They Ooh. refer to her with the pronoun as day. Oh, yep. They do, they do. Yes. Yeah, I was I do very attentive that. to that. That's true. 
Mm-hmm. That's true. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Cancel me, not AEW. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> all right, guys. Next match. This is a good one. Uh, it wasn't even supposed to be this, but due to uh, lack of doctor clearance, um, it became Swerve Strickland versus Dustin Rhodes, uh, who was the uh, tag team partner to same name as you, Keith Lee. Um, <laughs> so Keith Lee, I like Keith Lee. I, I think he's uh, he was on the trajectory in NXT um, and then a WWE uh, portion of it kind of ruined it. Um, and uh, he's doing what he's doing. And, and then he also has had some health scares of, of his own uh, yeah. last year. Um, even this year. Even this year. But I don't know what the reason is for this one. Um, uh, officially, it's been labeled as a back injury. Back injury. Uh, he had a, a match prior to this one, I guess, on one of the uh, smaller shows and uh, um, sustained a back injury. But overall, I'm, before we even get into this match, I mean, it is connected to this match. So I, I, I do kind of gotta mention it. I feel like AEW really has dropped the ball even worse than WWE with the Keith Lee experiment. Really? They're not okay. really doing a good job with pushing a guy with uh, the charisma yeah. and the monster look of a Keith Lee. Um, he should. There should be a lot more done with Keith Lee. Um, but I think I we got to consider that health scare because what... Well, uh, they were doing this before the health scares. Okay. And when he came in the company, they didn't even... Well, do again... I don't know how long his health thing has been an issue because I, remember when he gave that one promo when him and Swerve won the tag belts. Mm. Uh, the way I took it is that he was fighting through a bunch of stuff. Uh, I think was there like a cancer scare? Or like was I thought there it was like a, a heart. It was a heart. I thought it was a heart issue. Yeah. Yeah. Now, not to say that I agree, right. AEW dropped the ball. Uh, I mean, obviously, I feel, you know, my whole thing is like WWE dropped the ball when you had that Survivor Series match and it was him and Roman. Yeah. Like, that's when Keith Lee should have been something. Yeah. Uh, yep. Then they made him the Bearcat. Uh, yeah. Also, the pandemic Thunderdome kind of happened. Oh, and around then they, that made, they put him into the. Um... That 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 stable um, with um, with um, Mustafa Ali and uh, yes. with uh, where they gave everybody the the masks. Right. Remember, right. Uh, Meechin was in it, and Donovan Dijakovic. He wasn't in that. Keithley wasn't in that. I don't think so. Was he not? All right, we're going. That gonna... was uh, Mace. Uh, I think, Mace, he, I think Mace. he was original member, and then they scrapped him. Oh, was it. he? Maybe I don't know. I mean, it, it would make sense because me again, but I just don't remember him being. Also, that's a murky time, <laughs> so yeah. I don't. You know, yeah. I might. It, it, he could have been in it, and then like there was an injury or something or whatever. And yeah, I, I don't think he was in it like full, full time because there were more people, I believe, in the initial um, inception of that stable, and I think they reduced the numbers. What were they called? Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, what was the members? Uh, Reb, Reb, retribution. Oh, is that what Re- it was? Is that the retribution? one you're talking about? Retribution. Uh, I, yeah. I remember retribution for like, uh, for like a hot minute. Um, yeah, that was a weird angle. Yeah, like the because I know they even what dropped it. Became... Because mm-hmm. even me, even uh, Mia Yim, uh, uh, 
um, got dropped maybe like after being in two weeks in that stable. Like she was in the first inaugural, like first step or two like smackdowns of it, and then she just disappeared. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when they first started. I was like, I was like, is this supposed to be a Tifa? Like, what, what, what is, this? is this what it's supposed to be? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, no, you're right. It was Dio Madden that was Mace, but yeah, Mace was Dio Madden. Um, Slapjack was Shane Thorne. Uh, Reckoning was Mia Yim. Retaliation was Mercedes Martinez, who I really like as a wrestler. She also disappeared within like <laughs> oh, yeah, two weeks. Of I remember that. Yeah. And, and, and Dijak was in it, right? Yeah, Dominic. Uh, yeah, Dominic. Uh, Dijakovic. Uh, Dijakovic. He's still in NXT. T-Bar. He was T-Bar. Um, yeah, he, he is. NXT, but so. I, I think that was the highlight of Keith Lee was his rivalry with Dom, uh, with T-Bar or Dominic uh, Dijakovic. In it wasn't oh, yeah. just in NXT though. They had a rivalry predating that back uh, before they right. went to NXT. Yeah. So there was history going into that. What made it? Good. Yeah. But that that I think they had like a series of matches and and, yeah. and all of them were I thought were amazing. Um. Okay, so back to anyway, back to this. Yeah, yeah, this was a this is a timeless conversation. This right? was kind of a filler uh, match. Yeah, yeah, filler, <laughs> filler match. So my here's my beef with this one. Um, I like that Dustin Rhodes volunteered to to take his tag partner's place. Um, what I don't like is the they tried to injure him uh, on the cinder block, and he sold it well, and then he was fine. Like it was like, are you injured or not? Like if if your ankle is broken, if that's the, through, if yeah. the if that's the angle and that's how you start and he fights to be in the match, keep that going or don't have the match. And I thought I that's where they were going. I thought they were going to. I thought it should have been a squash. Like it should have been like yeah. that angle. Like he couldn't compete or like maybe he could compete. Swerve dragged him in the ring. Did a bunch of his moves, yeah. Squashed him just to make Swerve look strong. Right. Um. I don't know if you pay attention. I got to give credit to this thought process from a uh, Russell talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ali Davis said this. He was like, uh, the the concept of that they injured the concept of Swerve's original opponent mm-hmm. was injured. Yeah. And they wouldn't clear him. But then, so they ran the angle of him injuring his new opponent, and they clear him. And then they were like, "Go ahead, wrestle. It's fine." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's that's silly. And then, like, I mean, not to say that I don't enjoy a Dustin Rhodes comeback, right? In a match, but it was just it conflicted with what they did before. If they were just going to have him come back, they should have swerved just whooping on him yeah. regularly yeah and then he comes back and then the swerve beats him like you you there was two things happening in that match and i feel like they needed to pick one and right. i feel like the best one would have been if if we're pushing swerve which i am a swerve fan me too i believe swerve should be uh the next champion mm-hmm. uh the first black champion mm-hmm. uh in aw i believe all that mm-hmm. i think what they've done with him up until this point has been really good and i think it's like because the fans got into him like i, I don't know if this was necessarily the plan yeah but he just grassroots grew and grew in popularity yeah um i just feel like you take this opportunity uh to 
be like, okay, either Swerve is this strong where he, or he's this sinister, yeah, where he injures Dustin Rhodes and gets that heat from that, or he has a match with Dustin Rhodes, right? Um, and he shows how good he is. Dustin Rhodes come back, and then he Swerve wins the match. Yeah. Anyway, no. So, yeah. I agree with you, and I do agree that he should be the next champ- champion or, build, or or get him to that level by uh, all in and have him win. I mean, him, and, him versus Samoa Joe sounds like a really good match. 100%. 100%. I mean, not to spoil anything. For no, 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 no. Yeah, but, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. I agree with um, in terms of uh, what happened with this match. Um, the only thing that I believe that we haven't bring, we haven't brought up in context, was it wasn't a random um, volunteering from Dustin Rhodes. Him and Swerve had history before in yeah. a previous match, yeah. and this was. Um, Dustin actually won that by disqualification. So this was kind of trying to play off of that, but that still highlights the points that you brought up earlier. It could have been uh, something that um, was better served if they had a bigger buildup to it and um, referenced that a bit more instead of just as um, a line of commentary during the match. Yeah. No, yeah. I think yeah. yeah, I think that um given all of that and and he was injured and then he wasn't because he was able to walk on it and, and he was doing like moves that on a broken ankle you couldn't do. Um right. it's I mean they never verbatim said his ankle's broken. It was just uh but that's what I thought of. What, what if you're gonna do the cinder block uh you know uh spot then, then at least commit to it. Kind of like Daniel Bryan uh, at WrestleMania 30 when he got rushed to the back uh, in the middle of his match with Batista and Randy and then yeah. have him come back later. But obviously, this is, this is not a uh, three-way. But but um, That's what brought the match oh, you down mean- for me, honestly. Because from a veteran like Dustin Rhodes, I expect him to be able to commit to the injury angle yeah me too you know it's different don't get me wrong it's still not completely acceptable but for someone like mjf to do it like he did against jay white it's a little bit excusable because of the amount of time that mjf has been in um um an active wrestler not that is completely excusable but you're willing to suspend your belief a little bit being a little more forgiving but you're talking about a 30 year plus veteran that's holding you know multiple titles across different uh, organizations and different time periods yeah someone who was actually around when this shit was supposed to look real yeah and you expect him to know better He's also been electrocuted, yeah. and he sold that really well in the past. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think an easy fix with, for this would have been right when he gets the spot with the cinder block, and you got all these medics coming in to, to help him. He could have just been like, "Tape it up, tape it up." I'm not. And that, that was a, that was a great spot too. Yeah, because while they were doing that, there was this like kind of it reminded me of ECW. It was this raucous feeling of like. The crowd was like mixed to their reaction. Yeah. And off mic, Swerve is just like 
fuck that like yeah like, he's just, like, yeah, yeah. Being real real sinister about shit right. i'm like okay like yeah like this is that- the swerve and then they could have been like all right we're gonna cut and then just went to the next match yeah like yeah you know or like you said tape it up he tries to go for it yeah. but the working of the match could have been a little different right and, and there could have been that big of a comeback i guess sure. like it was kind of a bigger comeback than it needed to be yeah i also didn't Definitely. like the finish yeah because the finish to this match was almost like someone's retirement match oh yeah where dustin's kind of sitting there giving him the finger yeah and yelling out explicit yeah like almost like he can't go and he's asking him to finish him right it, it, it's like the uh the uncensored version of like rick flair asking Shawn yeah. michaels to kick him yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. like this isn't your retire match or at least he's not supposed to right. be yeah. like why are you doing I mean- this it wasn't there Ric Flair's retirement that, match either. <laughs> yeah, there are rumors it was that Dustin, yeah. There are rumors that Dustin might go back to WWE oh. for his last leg. Okay. Do some stuff with his brother. Yeah. Uh, they put Go Dustin in the Hall of Fame. They did. As he should be. They did. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and so who knows? We'll see. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And speaking of, we'll see. Uh, that's the grade I give this a C. Um, and uh, maybe Bleacher gives it a C plus. I'm gonna say C just because of the the poor execution there on the beginning of the match. Um, C minus here. C minus. What do you? It could have been a it could have been a B minus B segment had they made the right choice. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. For sure. But I love the Prince Nana. I, I love the comedy side of all of this with Prince Nana and, mm. and with the dark character that Strickland has. And that that keeps it like it's like it's a perfect opposite in my like for them to be together. Like it's uh, how would I rate that? I would probably put that like there's been like manager roles who've been very different from the character. Kind of like um, the original manager of uh, of Undertaker. Right, um, uh, love. Uh, what was her? Um, brother, brother, love. brother, love. Yeah, like that was the original, right? And that was such a perfect opposite to the take to the Taker character. Mm-hmm. They, I, can't, they, I can't stand Bruce Pritchard. Right, but they stu- they didn't <laughs> stick with it anyway. The, the brother love right. thing, I don't got a problem with. Yeah. That's fine. The character. Yeah, but Bruce Pritchard is a human being. Oh, well, yeah. a piece of shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well. There's no yeah. love there. Clearly. And I say that without my chic impersonation. <laughs> you know it's that's serious. a shoot. That's a shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, just randomly, uh I don't I don't do this a lot. Like I know some wrestling fans do this a lot where they listen to a lot of uh wrestling themes all the time. Yeah. There's only some like some I listen to uh as a joke because it's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh like I mean during during the pandemic, uh, when I was I was staying with my uh, best friend, and I would just wake him up with John Cena's theme <laughs> or Randy Orton theme, like for the fuck out there. Waking up to like, yeah, yeah. Um, but Swerve theme, put it on your rotation. <laughs> oh yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a nice uh, it's it's a bad. I like it's, it. It's a banger. Absolutely. And of course, you know, Prince Nana built it up with the dance and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it's a, I am proud of Swerve for being like, you know what? 
I'm not going to go back to WWE. I'm going to stick it out here and yeah. do my own shit. And he's done well. I agree. Like, he's done well. I think that's, that's, uh, there's a, there's a couple wrestlers that left WWE and their careers elevated in AEW. Um, mm -hmm. Moxley being one. And I think Strickland is just the other one. Um, Low, low key, uh, low key Christian. Yes, yes, 100%. Low key Christian. 100%. Just like, but, but here's the thing this, Christian was like off. This, yeah. Christian is my favorite Christian. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Like the patriarchy, I love it. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. I think it's perfect. I think he delivers it perfectly. I think this is the strongest uh, he's ever yeah. came off. Cause, yeah. I mean, he had, and I know we'll get to that match later, but he, has always kind of rode in Edge's shadow, right? For the most part, yeah. and this is like this is yeah. You don't treat it like that anymore. Now they're two. Mm -hmm. Now they're two bona fide superstars. They're, they're yeah. Even, yeah, 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 yeah. No, his heel, Christian heel is is this rendition of his heel run is the best one he's ever done. He's been heel mm -hmm. in in TNA and even in, uh, yeah. in in WWE, but this is definitely I think it tops it. I Be think. Christian's heel run in AEW is probably the best character work done by any wrestler this year. Yeah. Or in this past year. Yeah. I'll put it up yeah. there. I'll put it up there. Yeah. I mean, who's doing better heel work? No, no. It really is. No, I mean, like, I'm not, you know, arguing. You're, people are entitled to their opinions, yeah. but like, I'm just saying, if you really think about it, um dominic like maybe <laughs> but dominic yeah, is but dominic's not putting the effort Ooh. he's people just hate him because of who he yeah, is he's yeah. not actually like right. eliciting those reactions and he's still learning right. he's still learning right. and yeah. figuring it out right like i don't think he like you can send dominic out away from the judgment yeah. day on his own and he'd be this monster heel but like yes christian no, Christian's for sure. Doing very well no, Christian is right Christian is Christian living in it. Christian went from being his heel run uh, in WWE was more about my peeps this, yeah, my peeps yeah, that. Yeah. He went from mm -hmm. that to this, right? Which means like this is a majority of yeah. Obviously, I'm sure that they've collaborated somewhat with the storyline, but this is Christian's creation. But he's yeah. carrying this. But just for, don't yeah. forget also, and we'll talk about Christian and 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 Adam. Uh, it's coming up soon, mm -hmm. uh, but don't forget Christian's. He was all out of wrestling for seven years, and then when he came back, it was in in you know, it was after he was cleared from all the. Uh, I don't know if he also had neck injuries or it was a head injury, uh, concussions. Ooh. I think he had. It was concussions for him. But anyway, he's back, and and even in AW, he wasn't this until like a year and a half in, and now he's mm -hmm. he's created this character. It's beautiful. I I hope he continues the rest of his career as this um, heel. Cause... I want him to only fight people whose fathers are dead. Like, for me, that's, it works perfectly yeah. that way. But, but that's... Like, I'll be your father. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the audacity. I agree. <laughs> I mean, he could, he could stretch that to people who have fa fathers who just deadbeat fathers, but... <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? He could be like, I'm the father you needed or some shit. But I, yeah, I agree. It's great. He could go talk to Ray. <laughs> Ooh, if this was happening in wwe oh my god the christian ray dominic like oh man i mean instead of dominic being in judgment day he's just under yeah. christian yeah oh man, man that's fantasy that's <laughs> oh, like man. that's the ultimate fantasy booking right there I love, <laughs> right i love that 
But cool. So this match, uh, Dustin versus Swerve. Uh, we gave grades. So. We gave our grades. So let's move yeah. on. Yeah. Um, oh, and Bleacher Report gave it a C plus. Okay, let's move on. The uh, uh, <laughs> This is hilarious. Bleacher Report calls this eight-man tag match the other eight-man tag match. Uh, I feel like the first eight-man. I eight called man... it stupid eight-man tag. <laughs> I was like, this is a stupid eight-man tag match. I don't care about this one at all. <laughs> so what made this match interesting was one thing that was not discussed at all on the pay-per-view by anybody. Um, and that is the whole Chris Jericho uh, and... Um, Kylie Ray situation and that mm-hmm. went trending. Um, right now, it's a lot of rumors. There's nothing that ha- it's allegedly that Chris Jericho uh, tried to proposition Kylie Ray into some sort of sexual uh, uh, act that she refused, and then now she's out of AEW. So there is um, so that's that whole thing had uh, took place literally the day before um, World's End. Well, supposedly they refer to him they're beginning to refer to him now as like uh pro wrestling's version of hardy White. yeah so that was trending as well <laughs> that jericho is this this monster apparently that to me okay so to me it's like the 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 snowball effect right um i, I feel like i don't i again this is all allegedly and if it's true then absolutely chris jericho should be fired um, but until it's proven or until there is some, uh, evidence, uh, that it, that is admissible in court, um, which I have friends who argue this and they're like, oh, just cause it's not just cause it's a, a, admitted in court or it's proven right, correct or incorrect or guilty or not guilty. That doesn't make it not true. So I, I mean, right. Yeah. There is also that. So it's a, it's a very hairy subject because it's you know it's hard to talk about it but i did want to mention it um and if you guys had any opinion on it obviously share yours but um kylie ray's out of aew now um there's a lot of other female wrestlers who are backing her and saying is it safe now to discuss chris jericho being who he like what he really is or some shit i i will say this about chris jericho um You know, I <laughs> I've always been a Chris Jericho fan. Okay. Uh not to the extent of like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um there was a point where, you know, Chris Jericho once he did like the New Japan stuff and like uh, you know, obviously was was one of the major forces with AEW becoming, you know, yeah. um another like a like another strong promotion um there were people saying that uh he had surpassed hbk at what he contributed and i was like well well, everybody relax Mm -hmm. everybody calm down Mm -hmm. um then i found out about uh chris jericho's wife uh who was in the january 6th uh <laughs> oh, like she, yeah, yeah, she participated. Yeah, 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 yeah. She participated in that, and I was like, "Oh, okay, well." And then I was like, "All right, I like, you know, kind of let that slide, yeah, or whatever." Now I'm like, I mean, it doesn't shock me really, okay. Um, like that these allegations exist. Yeah. It doesn't really shock me that much. Um. I mean, 
Jericho's opinion about a lot of things I don't agree with mm-hmm. uh, sometimes. Um, I also think just as a wrestler standpoint with none of this going on, uh, Jericho should not be wrestling anymore yeah, yeah. <laughs> at AEW. Like, yeah. I think he's, like, pretty much done, but he's continuing to go, and maybe he's convinced himself, like, they need me. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if they do. Right. Um, there was also, like, all the stuff, like the spatting with uh, um, CM Punk's lawyer. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that like, happened on Christmas, uh, on, uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas yeah. morning. They were on Twitter having spats about um, the CM Punk uh, situation and um, also how Jericho claims that there was no AEW handbook. And yeah, he's never yeah. been given one and that um, yeah. uh, he's never had to sign a, an NDA ever in his time in the company. Yeah. One of my favorite things about like this match, there was a sign that said World's NDA. Oh like yeah, world. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah, I thought that was like funny. Um, pretty clever sign. So uh, my yeah, I think my biggest thing with this was going into the pay per view was like, are they gonna take him off TV? Are they gonna take him off the pay per view? And clearly, Tony Khan decided not to, and they made no mention of this, obviously, but they also just went about it as if nothing's going on. So um, there was a mixed reaction. To him when he came out too, there were boos. Yeah, and people were booing him. But then there was uh-huh. many that were singing his song. So I don't know. It's I right. mean, like I mean, it's like it's a good song. It's a good song. It's like it's like a uh, this is a this is a R. Kelly moment. It's like it, uh, ignition's a good song though. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, you know, right, right. You're gonna sing it, like yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. or a Kanye West situation. Like mm, I mean, yeah, but also. You know, I know my beautiful dog Twisted Fantasy is a great album. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, you know, sometimes like your mind separates those things uh, in that moment. Also, this is all, I mean, at this point of the match, him coming out, this is all very new to everybody. Yes. Like you said, this is all alleged. Yeah. There's no whatever. Right. Um, I like to think, I mean, I know there's a lots of exceptions to this rule, but I mean, if usually when somebody says something, you, I mean, you at least did a little bit. Like you, oh, at least yeah. did, like you probably did something yeah. creepy. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Weird. Yeah. I just thought yeah. all this stuff was yeah. hilarious because I found out by listening to Jim Cornette's podcast. Did you? About all this stuff. Yeah. He's like, you need to get your lap dog in order. <laughs> What's going on there in AEW? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Oh, Jason. By Jason. The way, Jason. The o- yeah, Jason Acevedo. He does the perfect uh, imp- impression. Yeah, Jim <laughs> uh, but, this match, but yeah, so yeah. this anyway. So overshadowed by everything. That's how much this match really matters. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, this, but to I have be very fair, little I notes s- to this match. <laughs> You do what? I have very little notes to this man. Okay, yeah, that's uh, I don't that's have appropriate. Much to say about this, except it was full of a bunch of uh, randomly put together uh, associations, other than the Don Callis, aka the hot dog, and <laughs> um, you know, like association. Yeah, but I still watched it only because 
I don't know. I've got a soft spot for watching the pebble, aka Ricky Starks. Yeah. <laughs> I gave Love this. Ricky it's like looking yeah. at like a midget. It is a vanilla midget version of The Rock. Yeah, right, and, right, right. And it's just like That's it's another, comedy to me. That's another guy that they need to be concentrating on. Yes. A little bit more. Yeah. He is talented um, like they were, for sure. They were doing it. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, some of the old punk stuff affected some of the stuff he was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Danielson stepped in, great strap match. Um, yep. Yeah, the, uh, Ricky Starks is like, I saw Ricky, I, I went to Double or Nothing um, two years ago mm-hmm. when Punk won the title mm-hmm. uh, from Hangman. Um, and there was the four-way tag team match where, like, Ricky Starks was t- tagging with uh, Hobbs. Okay. And that was the first time I saw him do the, uh, when he walks the ropes. Yeah, and yeah, does yeah, yeah. The little, like, thing. And I was like, that dude's, that dude's good. <laughs> like, that dude's good. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. That was probably the um, highlight of this match because he did it again. Yeah. 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 This um, was, yeah. I'm bored with, I, I'm sorry. I, Let's just get this Sting thing on the road and go ahead and, you know, hopefully he doesn't wrestle Ric Flair at Revolution. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, this Sting thing, I'm just like, yeah, I get it. And, like, that was kind of, like, the, I guess, the silver lining in this match yeah. for me. Like, yeah. it's just, like, you know, his kind of, like, swan song to New York. Yeah. That was going to be the last time. He wrestled there, so cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, Sting's been around a long time. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not saying I'm over it in a negative way, really. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, like, yeah, cool, yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like, all right, yeah, that's fine. Um, I agree. What, I don't know who else was in this match. Guevara. Yeah, Guevara was in it. Um, yeah, it's just like the the rest. They were they, they got to include Guevara under if this match was thrown together because of. Everything else, uh, too. I think there was the whole thing with um, let's see, they turned Guevara face really quick right before this, right? right? right. And they had to do it because what they this this match was originally supposed to be centered around Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, yeah, Kenny Kenny Omega. Omega. but since Kenny has exited the picture, yeah, now this match has begun to make a lot less sense, right. So they really, honestly, can we be honest? They didn't need this match on the pay per view. No, they didn't. Yeah, they could have at least because no. that, and that was my critique of this uh, whole um, pay per view. There were matches that existed on here that could have easily been replaced by matches that were actual tablet title matches. The, yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Um, what happened to the trios title? Yeah. Why didn't they defend any of those? Right. You know. Right. The acclaim. Um, I love the acclaim. Should have been yeah. there. Yeah. They could have put Hook versus. Wheeler Yuta, yes, on the actual card, yes. yeah, hundred percent. Could have thrown this match as another eight man just on the zero hour if they want. I think two things happen though. Like this, this is just my opinion. Even the regular tag team, number one, of those, right? You want to get Sting to do his last match in New York. Yes, that's the big part so of that it. That was probably important. Yeah. Number two, Chris Jericho is not going to be taken off a of paper. Right. There's <laughs> politics <laughs> like, for sure. No. There's a, I was... Never, ever. 
never take it off pay-per-view. He, yeah, yeah. You'll never, he, ever though, fire like, me from this company. I like to say uh, Chris Jericho made the list. He's made his own list before and then he left. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, that which by the way ko real quick he mentioned that he wasn't a big fan of that angle i didn't even like the spots really match. yeah he wasn't a big fan of the ko jericho connection and then the and then when he finally because he was like he knew he was like it's the last entertaining thing that chris jericho has really done yeah that and the, I and the buble i uh, mean everything after that Le is yeah le champion was decent but you know uh yeah but but no i i agree but but uh, Ko he he mentioned in the interview he's like, yeah I wasn't a fan of that because I knew it wasn't going anywhere, and and it and he was focused on his own career because he was, you know he was on the trajectory up and Jericho was on his way out so it was like, it no. was, yeah so it should have been it should have went to them breaking up and having a match for the Universal Title, but now you throw Goldberg in there yeah and uh, oh no wait yeah yeah Goldberg Goldberg beat, Goldberg beat him yeah yeah. yeah um so, they, they did you know, ko wrong on that they, yeah goldberg yeah at the time which i mean now not so much goldberg's mad at vince and i'm like well i mean the dude that made you a promise pretty much isn't in that position anymore so yeah exactly i don't know what you want yeah, exactly. like, i don't know what you want <laughs> but but yeah so coming back to this match i give it a c c minus honestly c minus i give it a c minus a d plus yeah yeah. yeah. You give it a D. Right. D. You give it a D, yeah. D. yeah. Right. Again, uh this is the first C I think that um Bleacher Steam being Report. in this match oh, no, lifted yeah. it up, probably. Yeah. Because yeah. again, it's a swan song, but yeah. If Sting wasn't in this match, this match would probably get F hundred percent. <laughs> this was a filler sure. at best. Uh yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Julia Hart versus Abaddon. Um so I like Abaddon as a character. Um, they should do more with them. Now I'm learning. I'm getting it. Uh, they should don't. They should definitely do more with them and uh, build them up as a proper, like freak, like a proper, you know, creepy character, and and give more uh, promo to their character. I think like they did with the fiend. Yeah, yeah, this could be this could be that. I, ever since I saw them and the first time I saw them on 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 AEW, uh, I admittedly I didn't know about Abaddon before AEW, but when I mm -hmm. when I saw them for the first time, I was like, damn, that's that is a intriguing character. And not nothing had even happened yet. It was just the presentation. It was just uh I'm not I'm not too uh ed uh, well versed or educated on uh, her rest or their wrestling ability, but you know, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I I um I like Abaddon. I think they should have used them more when they first debuted Abaddon. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of honestly did not care about this match at yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was the the when the first, when the match started off, the crowd started chanting, "This is spooky." Yeah, <laughs> like right, they did right, that right. whole thing, and that's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, "Okay, this is a spooky thing." I thought uh, this match, I was less interested in this match than I was uh, L.A. Knight versus Bray Wyatt in the Mountain Dew. Yes, uh, yes, <laughs> whatever match. Yes, um, was this match better? I don't know 
Um, it was, I mean, obviously Julia Hart just won the title, so I didn't think at all that Julia Hart was going to lose. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was a good first opponent. Yeah. 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 yeah I don't think, yeah. It, it, it was the opposite of what the Tony Storm match was. Mm-hmm. They got, I don't yeah. think it necessarily built Julia Hart up yeah. anymore. It gave her a win. Yeah. It gave her a defense. It gave her a win. But that's um, what I'm saying. I think they got to, they need to create this aura around Abaddon where the wrestlers are actually afraid of them, like how they did with Taker in the beginning. You know, Taker was mm-hmm. this. Like what? What do I do with that? Right. That that's. I feel like. Right, but like, what do you? With Abaddon versus Julia Hart, they're both supposed to be spooky and scary in their own way. So it's like I feel like Julia Hart should have faced someone else. Sure. Um, I, that's, to get her that, spookiness over. That's fair. With the title. Yeah. Um. Abaddon should have already been facing other people to get her spookiness. I mean, their spookiness over. Right. And then at some point you have them come to a head. Right. And yeah. then it's spooky versus spooky. Yeah. And then, but this was just immediately, okay, well, you're spooky. You're spooky. You're going to have a match. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I just, but not just this match. They don't really make Abaddon's opponents in general be like affected by you know by the spookiness because I'm going to be honest Abaddon I would pick as far as who takes it for spookiness Abaddon clearly takes it uh I believe it a lot more right like or started this I don't know give me a trio with Abaddon Julia Hart and Sky Blue yeah well, and have them do that. I mean, obviously, that's like, you know, this is the House of Black sorority or whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the House you of know. Black sorority thing already kind of sells itself. It's just they need to elevate more. Yeah. The problem mm-hmm. with Abaddon is they haven't done anything with them yeah. that would, as it is right now, mm-hmm. they have a character look without any background spookiness to it it's like if i came out and i wore a halloween costume with no context Mm. you'd be like okay nice costume but where's this from Mm. you know the character of abaddon the lore needs to be built up to accompany the look so that moving forward they can be intimidated that's that's what i'm saying yeah, that's I agree. yeah. I agree. And there's it, it's not um, too late. They can still do that. So yeah. At least with Julia you know, Hart, you have the House of Black. Right. I mean, it could be done better, obviously, but there's still some sort of lore to their stable. Here's the thing with Julia Hart, she becomes spooky because she's part of House of Black. Mm-hmm. If she was never part of that group, I don't think she could sell it as well. I'm, I'm not critiquing right. her. I just think, uh, right. It's not. It's just not in her, uh, you know, bag of tricks. But uh, Abaddon, always like they don't have to do much, yeah. and 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 it's like, oh shit, what is that? Right? It's it's that question I think we all ask, and that's why they gotta pay better attention to that. So side note: When are we gonna start calling Sky Blue Sky Black? 
Oh, because now she's Ooh. in uh, the House of Black and has her heel turn as well. Yeah. Like, when are we going to do something more with her character? And maybe uh, Sky Black would be kind of, I don't know. I, I like that. But <laughs> the only thing with that is Sky Blue's just starting to ascend in AEW. So, like, her name is starting to make the rounds. But, I mean, you can, it's still, which is why the transition is easier to make. It's like, and that's why people can't stop calling Adam Copeland Edge. It's the same <laughs> yeah. thing. When you've gone a long time with a name, it's harder to transition to another. She's just starting. It's really easy for people to forget about Sky, Sky Blue. Blue. Yeah. Or if you want to keep Sky Blue, that's your face character. When you go into heel character, you've got your persona, your Sky Black. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. That's cool. I agree with that. I, I, really. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, oh, there was a. I think. That, oh no, that's in another match. But so um, yeah, let's go over our grades real quick on this because I think that's more than enough time on this match. C minus. C minus. C plus. Uh, yeah. I, I'd say uh, C. C minus. Yeah. C minus. Uh, Bleacher Report for those keeping score. C plus. Um, all right. <laughs> My favorite match of the night. Uh, Christian Cage. Adam Copeland TNT title on the line. Um, I loved how this match started and how Christian sold it because it was not in frame and he created the emotion for me. Like uh, Adam made his entrance. He's in the ring. Camera goes to. Did you notice his gear? Oh yeah, it was the gear that he well, wore. I noticed Mick it when they said it. Ah, yeah, yeah. In his match with Mick Foley, and they also yeah. alluded to the spot, even though they didn't right. do it, when he tried to take out yeah the table with the lighter. Yeah, so there were right they there were homages Which, paid to that match. Yes, 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 yes. I feel like I mean that was that exact gear, but like it immediately reminded me of just like that era of edge when he not only had that match but then edge was like strictly an ecw yeah for a while yeah, yeah, yeah. and then him and foley got together and was like tearing down stuff and like when when he uh he interfered in the john cena mm-hmm. rvd match mm-hmm. like it was that vicious was like side that yes street, street fight edge yes. basically yeah, <laughs> like yeah, what, what yeah, he would yeah. wear in the street fight right. like that's uh, the money so in the yeah. bank cash and you're talking about right with with the rvd huh? john cena he cashed in his money in the oh, bank. So the, oh, yeah. It was a cash-in, but it was like an actual match. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like he had the helmet on and then right. he took it off. I remember that. Revealed that was, himself, yeah. That was dope. Uh, yeah. It reminded me of that whole era of Edge. Yeah, like I said, like it just reminded me, you know, how like some wrestlers have that certain thing they wear when they have like a street fight or right, a right. Fall count anywhere yeah. fight or a Chicago brawl yeah. fight or whatever. Uh that that was his street fight gear. I, I, yeah, hundred um, percent. Uh, but yeah, so that that opening moment, uh, Christian was coming out, uh, the the best way he knows how, and he had to show the break in his psyche because oh shit, here comes Adam, and you never saw Adam till the very end because it was just all in his face. And to me, I thought that was masterfully done. Because he was just mm-hmm. like, oh, and then he actually, I think, said he's like, oh, what the fuck? And he like, and then here comes Adam. I love that. I don't know. I love that. And I thought that set the pace for the rest of the match. And um, psychologically, I was hooked from that moment. What do you guys yeah. What do you guys think? 
I like the pace of the match. Had some nice spots in there. The little homages to the past. Yeah. Um, and you really, really were vested in this, which was really important. Like your emotions were really vested into wanting um, Christian to get his comeuppance and edge to go over and they gave you that they did. but at the same time they're like okay we gave you a taste but not not no we're gonna go yeah. back and we're gonna play with you some more with the um with the twist at the end obviously with uh luchasaurus um relinquishing his shot to christian and uh kill switch yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Two things I, I said. I'm still used to calling. I know, I know, no, it's fine, yeah. it's fine. Uh, two things I, if I have to be nitpicky, two points of criticism, and it has nothing. To, one of them was for the actual match, and the other one was in commentary. The match part, the lighter fluid part, uh, spot. Uh, I think it took too long. I think it took too long with the lighter fluid. They were, they were, he was, you know, Adam was trying to make sure that it will light up, obviously. Um, yeah. And the reason it took too long. Because it is went because, out, right? It went out the first Didn't time. Did it go out? Yeah, they, yeah. It was first time it went out. And then he added more lighter fluid. <laughs> Thank God there was a whole full bottle that he found next to the stairs. Because because if he didn't have that, he just that, happened to find that full bottle. Well, no, no, no. It's not that. I, what I'm saying is, I don't think that was a planned spot for the lighter fluid. I feel like he looked and he found it, but that's kind of how it came off. Maybe it was it was uh, maybe, yeah. maybe but, but my point I'm trying to make is all the time he's doing that. Nick Wayne is just selling that he's. <laughs> He's just on the ropes, but like he could have easily seen what he's doing, but he just sold it for way too long, and it it became kind of, it kind of got in its own way. And then when he power bombed him, the table didn't even break, and he just fucking fell, you know, on the. Oh the, he, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a nasty bump. Yeah, like, it, it was, didn't look like it was terribly. It looked less dangerous than McFoley hitting Edge through the table. Right. But that bump at first, like he overshot the table yes, kind of yes. and like flipped over. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> like I got a little scared for Nick Wayne. Yeah. So that was my criticism. And the only reason I think that happened is because of how quickly the fire was going out. He had to, yeah. he had to deliver it quick. But there's also another way to do that where the fire doesn't go out. Just use a different fluid that, that last, yeah. lasts a you little bit longer. A different fluid than the Foley match? Well, the Foley match, I think the did fire they, lasted did longer. Did they use a cheaper fluid? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. AEW has a bigger budget, I think. Uh, but you know, they but also WWE now with being uh, you know being bought out, but uh, they're also having a higher budget. Anyway, point being right. is uh, that was the one one part I was a little bit uh, not happy with. The other part when when Adam wins the match. And here comes Kill Switch to cash in, and and obviously Christian takes it and and he wins. I was not a fan of Shivani saying, "Well, it's official. This is the shortest reign as a TNT champion." I'm like, you don't got to say that. Like, kind of just, you know what I mean? Like that that part is like it didn't add to the story. It doesn't do anything. You know, it's like you're now you're just Tony like Shivani has no allegiance. 
the Adam <laughs> Copeland. <laughs> he totally. He doesn't. He needed. He needed to grow up, or he didn't spend his time commentating. I know. I know that's Kobe fair. Listen, Tony Schiavone no has no allegiance to anybody except stay. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. He even saying he's like, I save my energy just to be able to say that on each show. Tony's still working for WCW in his mind. Yeah, but uh. <laughs> I thought it was a cool shot. Like, okay, so we talk about how this was reminiscent of like their kind of money in the bank cash in. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Uh, and I thought to myself, like, so they had the thing kind of where for me, I didn't see Kill Switch come out. Hmm. I just suddenly saw him rise behind Edge, and I thought that was a cool shot. Me too. Uh, I didn't it kind of reminded me of yeah. uh was that uh is that Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle in TNA? Oh. There's that shot where like uh I think Angle hits him yes. with an angle slam. Yeah. And then he just gets up and there's like that it's like one of the coolest shots yeah, TNA. I, I agree. Yeah. I feel like uh and it was like really so it reminded me of that. So I thought that was like a thing. And like it made me think like, oh, and money in the bank, like they've never they they, they always have somebody come running down. Mm-hmm. They never have them kind of just show up behind somebody and like, and they're like, oh, you know, like the way they shoot it, yeah. like, and obviously, you know, something like that, a shot like that, WWE would obviously master that shot, absolutely. Um, and um, yeah, I thought about that and I thought of like how cool that looked. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it ended the way it ended, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh. Me too. It's fine. Uh, the match itself was really good. I think may I, I've heard people say this. You know, they go to the rubber match or whatever, um, or they have like a third match, and it's a legit TLC match. Yeah, where they have to like climb the ladder for it or whatever. I don't know what they would call it because I don't think they can call it a TLC match. No. They would probably just have to call it a ladder match, but involved tables and chairs and stuff like that yeah. um a but yeah f- it fir- was a, it <laughs> they, good. i agree with you i'm just gonna say one thing if they go that route they need to bring the dudleys and the hardy's already there bring them bring them in and they can become like they're the friends and they're trying then and each each of the tag teams takes one side and the dudleys have a legend? somehow i think that like they're gonna wait until eventually Christian makes like a, either Christian makes a face turn or Edge makes a heel turn to match the other, and then they'll probably bring in the Hardys or something to make them retire. Well, what well, I'm do, saying is does, not doesn't uh, WWE have Demon? Dudley's in a Legends contract right now? Is that what it is? Well, well, uh, Bubba, I, Bubba Ray. I for some reason have that remembrance of like once Edge went to AEW. It was kind of a thing where WWE got them at least in some type of like, uh, like uh, uh, Devon and Bubba Ray made amends, uh, and they got them in some sort of light contract like that. And people would be like, "Oh, WWE probably did that, so AEW couldn't have Dudley's versus Hardy's versus." I don't have Christian. enough knowledge on that. I don't but, either. You know, I don't yeah, either. I don't that know. That would be really crooked if they did. Now, I don't either, but here's the only Sounds thing. Sounds like a very 
So does legend contract means you're no longer eligible to wrestle anywhere else? I think so because okay, so remember when Bret Hart was supposed to show up when FTR and CM Punk was there at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there was a conflict of that because they were going to sign WWE was going to sign Bret Hart to another like short stint legends type of thing. I, I I don't know. Like I don't I don't know the specifics. Um but that I feel like that needs to be agreed but I think upon. That does, like, yeah. I think that would be in the contract that you can't go do another major promotion. You could probably oh, go without do permission. Something in without Japan permission. or like go yeah, you know, or something like that. There's but been they exceptions, won't let them But they need to give yeah. you permission. And they pay you a yeah. certain amount. You get a, a right even without working. Right. Even if you don't, they don't use you on TV. You get a regular stipend every year of being on the Legends contract that mm-hmm. ensures that you have incentive not to uh, violate that contract. Yeah, maybe I don't know, but uh, I assuming that's not the case. What I was saying, and you're saying something different than I'm saying. What I'm saying is the the rubber match here between Adam and Christian. Uh, if it is a TLC match without it being called a TLC match, I'm saying let the Hardys and, and the Dudleys come in and each tag team is on the side of one, uh, one of the two. So like the Dudleys maybe are like on Christian's side, so they're heels. Yeah. And and then and, and, and then Hardys are on, on Adam's side is what I'm saying. I mean, technically you could always do the, because I mean, you know, yeah, we talk about the Dudleys and Asian Christian and the Hardys. I mean, originally though, it was just Hardy's versus Edge of Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in the ladder match. So you can always do like where, okay, so Adam's going to need two people to watch his back because of Nick Wayne and Kill Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hardy show up to do that. That'll be, yeah. It's fine. I mean, that's that's good enough. That's good. I feel like. Yeah. I, think... I don't want to see Jeff Hardy do too much. Well, that's oh the thing. God. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Do, you're right. Yeah, you're I, mean, like, I don't. I don't want to see him do too much. Yeah. So that that's inc- me. Per- that know. includes drink, drinking. Fan thinking, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. I agree with that. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes. But this match, I, 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 the, the, the only couple things I mentioned that I didn't like about it is why I give it an A minus. Otherwise, I thought it, it was a great match. What do you give it? I don't think I was as critical as you were with this. Yeah. But. I understand why you were. I mean, like, I feel like you've been really invested in the storyline, so you're probably uh, a little bit more. Um, uh, you scrutinize it a little bit right. more. You have it under a bigger microscope. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna give it an A. Okay. Keith. Um, I give it an A minus. All right. All right. An A minus. Okay. No. And Bleacher gives it a. Who gives a shit? They give it an A minus. Um, but yeah, so we're oh. mo- we're moving on to uh, tumor the matches. Of the evening. <laughs> What's that? The headliner of the evening. Oh, Eddie All Kingston. Right? Yeah, Eddie. Oh, it's Eddie yeah. Kingston, John Moxley. But he was one of the headliners because he was yeah. he was New York's yeah. boy. Um, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley. We talked about this earlier. Continental Championship. Um, John Moxley was obviously ahead in the in the points. Eddie Kingston was the underdog, clearly, and these two have a lot of history. They mentioned all of that. Um, Eddie took it. Uh, Eddie took it. Um, not in the best way. I didn't like the finish, um, but it was it was a decent match. Um, 
I'll let you guys start. Keith, what what what'd you think? Um, I thought this match was pretty cut and dry. I think we kind of saw the story formulating, uh, especially once he beat Danielson. I was like, oh, he's gonna be Moxley. Uh, yeah. Just to complete that whole like of people he couldn't beat. He couldn't beat Claudio for a long, a long time. Yeah. He beat Claudio. Um, I thought the match was pretty cut and dry. I enjoyed the match. I think I wrote really good match. Uh, I like uh, Moxley showing respect at the end. Um, the most underwhelming part to me was the so they had the um, the two belts that Eddie Kingston already had um, and then they were going to unveil the third belt. Yeah. Um, the way the belt looks like underwhelming to me. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of a belt snob though. Uh, so, uh, you know, I mean, it's good enough to like be carrying three belts, you know, yeah. that aesthetic is always great. If you had that continental title by itself, mm -hmm. I don't know how great it would look. Right. Uh, but, um, yeah, good into a good story. Um, interesting to see what they do with Eddie after this. Right. Because uh, now I don't really have a vision of what Eddie does besides, like, you know, defend the belts competitively, uh, probably – probably a decent ROH run to keep ROH going. Yeah. Um Yeah, it was it was it was very cut and dry yeah. and it's very good. Um I I give this match an A. Okay. All I right. Give this match an A. Okay. I think also Danielson on commentary. Yeah. Love right. that. Um, I like, I like Taz, how Danielson yeah. wouldn't admit, like he was, they're like, you got to give Eddie Kingston props, yeah. and Danielson's like, well, well, I will say this, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and like even during the whole match, he was like, you know, you know, he was building up how like he still considers Eddie a bum, right? But right, he highlighted things that Eddie was good at, yeah. as far as like, I mean, uh, between Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is probably the better striker. Yeah. Uh as his character tells that story. Um yeah. It was good. I, I agree. It I think good, I good think hometown I, match. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I think Brian Danielson being a little petty on commentary was was a good it was good for him. like he was really selling that that you know, the ego, the the sword. Which could go back to uh your thought about how like the first eight man to mean something that group one yeah they have a four-way mm -hmm. danielson wins that four-way challenges eddie again uh yeah. for the belt that could lead to that you know what i mean um yeah i thought it was a good match overall yeah, yeah. so a for you what about for you well i'm i'm a sucker for what jr would probably call a slobber knocker because that's what it was <laughs> This was basically yeah. two guys with mean streak attitudes beating each other's ass. And they're good friends, by the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. They, they have great chemistry yeah. inside the square circle. Um, not much to say about that um, that would add on to everything that was just mentioned earlier. Yeah. 
I'm curious as to why you didn't like the finish because I actually did like the finish. Okay, tell me why. And uh, uh, because for starters, that's Eddie's move. Right. It's not like something that was accidental or or was just like some planned spot or whatever. They were in the middle of like a striking battle. Yeah. And as Danielson alluded to even in the commentary, that was his strong point, um, mm. what he held over Moxley. So for him to use the one thing that he has over Moxley to eventually Win. be what won the match for him and what caught Moxley off guard, yeah, I thought it was uh, I thought it was fitting. Do I think it was like the most brilliant finish ever? No, but I thought it was probably the best uh, the finish that would be the best explained in regards to Eddie Kingston's character because I don't think that mm. you're going to see him pull out some sort of weird technical move. Yeah. I don't think that this was the kind of match where we were um expecting some sort of swerve. Um I thought that two guys were going at it and um, using all the tools that were at their disposal to the best of their ability. And the guy that had the opening in to use their offensive move um, won. And, yeah, I mean, even Moxley, and not to say Moxley didn't, Moxley hit the death rider during that, mm -hmm. uh, that um, match. And I find it always interesting they can't seem to make up their mind about that move. On one hand, on one show, they'll call it the Death Rider. Mm -hmm. And on another Ooh. show, they'll go back, like this show, and call it the Paradigm Shift. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like at some point, there was supposed to be a difference between the two. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like they tried to establish that, like, early on. I heard that, too. And then... But, like, I think it's end up being because it's just basically, I think the 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 paradigm shift is the underhook, boom, DDT. Yeah, yeah. But then when it's the Death Rider, it's supposed to be, like, more it's elevated. Elevated? Yeah. Or, yeah. But I feel like they just kind of blended together. Yeah. Uh, as of late. Um, and then, you know, when he, I guess... When he doesn't necessarily pin them right away from it, it's the paradigm shift. Yeah. But when he does, it's the death rider. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, basically, it's their little shot. WWE, your version's inferior, but our version. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's funny. I think. Yeah. What was it called in? Uh, what was it called in, in WWE? WWE? And WWE was the paradigm shift. In uh, AEW, it is the death rider. Yeah. Oh, okay. But do you, okay. did you say that they call it paradigm shift in AEW as well? Something? Yeah, they yeah. did it in this match. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But like he said, in the um, uh, originally, I think that they were trying to distinguish it. Like the original, just standard double underhook DDT was supposed to be the paradigm shift, yeah. and the elevated one where he lifts him yeah. and then drops him was supposed to be the death rider. Right. But now Have they you, just use them interchangeably. Uh, have you noticed that uh, 
more and more, like especially during the tournament, Moxley has been using the curb stomp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he's, he's he's like throwing the curb stomp in there right. randomly. Right. Um and I'm assuming that's a hello Seth like type of <laughs> deal. Yeah. But yeah. you know Well maybe not uh, so subtle because on yeah. that list of fifty wrestlers, didn't Seth get ranked under Moxley? Wasn't it Seth, then Moxley, then Roman? Oh. Maybe. Yeah, I think I mean I think it was Moxley that at one year two, PWI. Yeah. Well, that one year Moxley was number one on PWI for yeah. sure. Uh, but yeah, this year the, the top three a, were all the shield. He held the company down for how, like however long. Um, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I thought it was a cut and dry match, man, and it was good and it was satisfying. And now we'll see. I think Moxley deserves a break. Finally, I remember he was supposed to take a break. The first CM Punk incident, right? And then he didn't. If they give him uh, a break, he's been there ever since. He he had that great uh, feud with a. Uh, I thought it was a great feud with Orange Cassidy. Yeah, um, excellent feud. Like between Orange Cassidy and Moxley, those are the two workhorses Nothing. of AEW, without question. I don't know if they can give him a break though. I mean, they can Dar- obviously. But- Darby Allen too. The but, problem with the giving them a break right now yeah. that AEW runs into is um, they've just... Okay, so MJF, I don't think is coming back right away. I think he's clearly... Right. Even in this match that we're about to talk about, his abilities mm-hmm. were clearly hindered and he needs rest. He he has a torn labrum, among other things. Yeah. and He, and he wrote that letter. Did you read that uh, thing that he wrote? I did not. No. So on Twitter, he posted a basically a letter uh, that he wrote. Um, I don't think it was like distinctly to anyone. It was just like to wrestling yeah. as a whole. Uh, he was just like, "I'm I'm hurting. Like I'm <laughs> I'm in pain." Yeah. And like I mean, to be fair, MJF has wrestled a lot in the past year like ever since he became champion and then they amped up kind of his schedule yeah uh it was more he did the he he used to pride himself in like being an attraction and not having to wrestle a bunch and as soon as he became champion uh which i think was necessary yeah. he proved he proved what he could do for any naysayers or whatever um which yeah i guess we're talking about <laughs> this match yeah. now yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we can, yeah, we can talk about it. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna end on that closing note that they're gonna lose MGF for a while. They're gonna yeah. lose um, Kenny Omega. Yeah, another top star. Yeah, they could be in the future on the verge of losing Jericho. Right. And yeah, um, yeah I think there. Who else was I was thinking? Uh, there was somebody else I was thinking, but yeah, they're gonna have to figure out how to shift around their roster to kind of um cover those top slots until those people are available to come back. So you still you still got Edge and Christian. Mm-hmm. You still got that whole thing. I think you leading up to Revolution, you concentrate on Sting, obviously. Yeah. Um but also at the beginning of this year going into the summer, Danielson's going to be a thing because he made that announcement that by August, you know, he's going to I, I don't know if it's a full retirement yeah. or if he's just going to 
quit for a while yeah. mm-hmm. and just not be around. So you you got those. Yeah. Um, and the pillars and the pillars they can push. I think the the other pillars. You know. You always got Orange Cassidy too. Yeah. You always well, got Orange Cassidy. Cassidy is ready, but I don't know if all the pillars. And I guess you got Eddie Kingston now yeah. since yeah. he's the Triple Crown. You know, winner. Yeah. You've got um, options, but you definitely have Strickland who could easily slide in any of those Strickland. Uh, uh, spots. But I'm just saying that they got to figure it out moving forward. Honestly, yeah. I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing because now they can actually ha- focus on the quality of, of these these characters. Yeah. You you can spend a little more time on, on developing these guys like the Swarp Strickland and, and let him continue that push. That's TK, fine. TK, take some notes. Yeah, exactly. And moving forward. Moving now. forward. So I gave it I think we all agree this gets an this match gave it got an A. So uh, I can't disagree. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is the first one we all agreed on, by the way. The and same now exact we're gonna, now we're all gonna okay. go ahead and And speaking of MJF MJF and Samoa Joe. Yeah, MJF and Samoa Joe, AEW championship match. Uh MJF comes out with uh a little I mean Samoa comes out and then MJF comes out with with a cool little promo video before he came out. I like that. It was a little funny, yeah. like New York, uh, everybody wearing the scarf. It was cool. Um, he's our scumbag. That was the whole thing about that. And then uh-huh. comes out and then here comes Adam Cole, baby. He brings him out to be on his side. And I thought he's suspicious as hell. <laughs> you thought he was suspicious? As soon as he came out, I was like, uh, all right, well, my sh- dreams are shot. Like, there's no other reason for him to be out there unless they drew me in and made me feel safe and went another way. Like, yeah, it just more so I was like, okay, it's probably going to be Adam Cole. Who did you um, think was the devil initially? Oh, yeah, yeah. Cardona. Well, it was like, who? it was a difference between who I wanted it to be yeah. and who I thought initially, initially before punk signed the wwe i was like you know if the devil ends up being punk i mean i know that the biggest swerve to everybody i wanted that too. that would be stellar yeah uh i wanted that so know. bad yeah but i was the the worst case scenario for me was the rumors that it would be jack perry yeah I was like, that I I don't need him to be the top. Like, there's yeah. no reason for him to. I mean, I get it. Like, he's one of the pillars. Yeah. And it would have been like that sort of thing. But first of all, I don't think Jack Perry is uh, in a position to be the leader of a stable. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I don't think he's, you know, I, I think he could do something with, uh, you know, my thing with Jack Perry, if they bring him back, I don't know what the deal is with that. But. His name should be Real Glass Jack Perry. Like, I feel like he should, and he should, like, go on a tear. He should talk about it. Like, I mean, I, as far as I know, in all this situation, Jack Perry doesn't have an NDA. NDA. Oh, there you <laughs> so go. Yeah. Jack yeah. Perry could say whatever the fuck he wants. I mean, clearly he wasn't there for the the brawl out. Yeah. Uh, But he was there for his own personal situation. Yeah. I say, you know, you want to make him a heel. Like they were trying to do, just go ahead and let them let them go crazy with that a little bit. Yeah. Like I mean, you know, give them limits, obviously. Yeah. Um, because you don't want to give too much to where then 
CM Punk has to say something on WWE television and allude to that. Right. Um, because I mean, obviously, who's going to be better at doing that? Probably CM Punk. Uh, but yeah, like I, I think Jack Perry, real glass Jack Perry. Yeah. <laughs> I think that should be his thing. So with, <laughs> so with that said. What were your thoughts on on this match and going into the reveal of Adam Cole being the devil, and how I would this match? So I guess I didn't wasn't sure that MJF was going to lose the title. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily sure. That's a good thing in my opinion. Um, yeah, because I thought that even if they do the reveal of the devil, then that would just continue. Yeah, MJF having to deal with that. Right. Whatever. Uh, with that being said, um, I thought the match was it. It was a less competitive match for MJF uh, for obvious reasons. Like, I mean, building up the injuries and the the schedule that he's had. Yeah. Um, it was fine. I think it played up to like all the all the story points. Um, Joe was Joe. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of upset in this whole match that we didn't get a, uh, I was hoping that, you know, so, you know, I kept trying to do the kangaroo yeah. kick. Oh yeah. We didn't get it. Yeah. I was hoping that he tried to do the kangaroo kick off the top rope. Mm. And then Joe did that spot where he just walks away. Yeah. Like, that's what I was hoping, like, maybe happened. That didn't happen. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Um, we get to the finish. Uh, or, well, first, there's the whole Max has a chance to get the ring yes. from Adam Cole. What was that Adam about? Adam Cole does it. Yeah. So I was like, uh-oh, here we go. Like, because I thought maybe that was just going to be a part where he took the ring out, hit him, or like... Ah fuck you yeah or like something like that but they still they still put you in a safe place so we're like maybe it's not adam cole yeah because yeah, <laughs> yeah. then he found the ring gave him the ring but as soon as he got the ring on joe catches right. him um that was well done by the way the, yeah that was well done yeah um i had a different opinion of the finish when it happened than i do now okay. um when it first happened, it was more like, I was like, wait, what? What what happened? <laughs> like, oh, did he just lose? Yeah, exactly. Like, That's, yeah. But I find it kind of interesting. I think MJF has always done a good job of taking the most uh, simple tropes in wrestling mm -hmm. and making it a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, when's the last time we saw a championship match or a big match where person's a big face, person's a big heel, and they do the three yep. of the arm, and it just fucking falls, man. I mean, kind of innovative, yeah. I think. They don't even do um, that anymore in WWE. It's more just one yeah. now, and it's done. Like you're con And you're conditioned to be like, oh, the arm's going to go up on three. Right. Like, so, um, so I thought that was interesting. Like, it's, it's sitting better with me now than it was yep. when it happened. Um, the crowd hated it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's New York. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they did. They started chanting bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I like, I did like the way the referee played it up too. Like the way he reacted yes. to it. Cause he was like, wait, what? <laughs> he was like, 
right? No, you you're the champion. You're not supposed to go. He down sold it. Three. He sold it really well. Yeah. You're right. Um, I thought the reveal of Adam Cole as the devil, even though at this point most people are probably 85, 90% sure it was Adam Cole. Yeah. I thought the reveal was done very well. Me too. Um, I often think that sometimes AEW does a thing where the lights go out and the lights are off for way too long. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then you're just like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah. But I thought the timing of it worked well. Yeah. Um, the whole like him saying, no, don't hit Adam. No, don't hit MJF, blah, blah, blah. blah. And then suddenly lights come back on adam's demeanor has changed he's yeah. in the thing he wipes his hair back um very well when the other people reveal themselves i mean i wasn't anymore like oh my god warlow was in it i didn't really care yeah <laughs> warlow yeah. was in the group yeah. like i don't really care about i i feel like they've dropped the ball of pushing warlow the way they were trying to push him at first yeah um but i mean that could turn around now who knows um it is interesting that Adam Cole is the devil, but also Adam Cole basically handed Samoa Joe the championship. Yeah, like that's kind of weird yeah, to me. Yeah. Um, well, he then he wasn't he like Joe kind of turned on on MJF last week uh, before this pay per view. Well, yeah, yeah, but it was because he made a deal with Adam Cole. Right. Like, I don't think it's like Joe made a deal with just a dude in a mask. <laughs> like, yeah, I think yeah, he knew yeah. it was Adam Cole, like in the grand scheme of the story. Oh, I see. Um, yeah. 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 You mean, so it's just like weird that, like, because I mean, obviously Adam Cole and MJF's thing started off, it was about the championship, right. it was about the belt. And so now, he doesn't care about the belt anymore. I don't, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Uh, or maybe it's the story where his hate for MJF is more than winning the championship. Yeah. Um, but the reveal was good. Um, the way they did it. And it kind of, once the reveal happened, they beat him down. And then the pay-per-view went off. Yeah. So it didn't linger too long. Yeah. Um, it makes you probably want to see Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, if they don't open up Dynamite with Adam Cole, yeah, that would be stupid. Right. Uh, I also think this is an opportunity for them to first time. I don't think AEW has done it where they just open up the show and somebody's in the ring. Yes, that's what I was just thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they should do that. 100%. They're just standing in the ring. They don't have the opening bumper like just all of a sudden it's just on and they're all standing in the ring and yeah. I don't know what city they're in. Uh, for dynamite. Yeah, uh, but I would imagine there would be a bunch of booze. Yeah, I think uh, it's in New Jersey. I think it's in New Jersey. Okay, yeah. so I mean, possibly there'll be a lot of heat there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, yeah, that was a, it. Was a good ending to the world's end, which is also great that it was named that, and like mm -hmm. it was somebody's world ending. Yes, cool. Like cool. cool. I give it. I give it an A. All right. I give it an A. Um, it's more so less because of the wrestling and more because of the angle. But yeah. I give it an A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, no, okay, great. All right. What do you got? What do you got, Shiki? Oh, uh -oh. <sighs> uh -oh. Where do I begin? Uh -oh. Okay. So, this 
I have a lot of thoughts on this matchup. Um, I'm trying to figure out a way to uh, condense them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll start with this. I, from the very beginning, had guessed that Adam Cole. I mean, it wasn't even, there wasn't even a doubt in my mind or another possibility. I was very adamant that Adam Cole was going to be the devil. Okay. Um, whereas, um, you, Pedge, thought that there may have been multiple people playing the devil. Yeah. I actually think throughout the course of the storyline, they changed what the result was going to be. I originally believed that this was going to end up being an Adam Cole, MJF angle that culminated with uh, 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 that culminated, you know, with these two um, going at it for the title. Okay. Where I think that it may have, plans may have changed, we trace it going back to CM Punk. Yes. Yeah. CM Punk's departure kind of freed up joe to do something else instead of continuing what he may have continued with cm punk and his roh run the tv championship all of that i think was Um, part of it yeah because um for a number of reasons um the win at wembley maybe Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. yeah punk just winning beating joe at wembley yeah i don't think that was part of this right i know Uh, no. I think that they, uh, but I don't think that Joe would have kind of like when he lost to MJF, he didn't let it go. Yeah. I don't think that Joe would have been so quick to let this go. I think they would have um, aimed for an AEW trilogy. Yeah. Um, they didn't have a rubber on that one, right? Yeah. 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 They didn't have the no. rubber. No. The other. <laughs> Um, but the other thing about, um, the other reason why is AEW had all these storylines revolving around, um, MJF, Mm -hmm. which they couldn't, they kind of wrote themselves into a, um, corner corner. Yeah. They had the Wardlow thing. Yeah. But they didn't know what to do with it other than having him squash people and how to build it because they already had, you know, the devil Mm storyline going on. Initially, even before the devil storyline was a thing, they had, I I still refer to the, I I know they have another name in AEW because of the rosters, slightly different, but it's basically the members of the kingdom. Yes, it is the kingdom. They call it that, yeah. So, it's the kingdom from ROH basically trying to pry Adam Cole away. Um, Hmm. So, how do you get all these things to get wrapped up in one bow Mm -hmm. while still making it make sense? Mm -hmm. And I think, and then not only that, I think plans also changed um again 
um, in terms of how they wanted to uh, fill in um, the lead up to this with Adam Cole's legitimate injury. I think the approach mm-hmm. and the setup and the execution of how they originally wanted the story to go would have been different. But with Adam Cole getting injured and let's just say the kingdom probably weren't credible opponents at that point in time and Wardlow just coming back with no buildup, yeah. they created a legitimate threat who had now been freed up because CM Punk has left the company mm-hmm. and there's no continuing feud with this. They got to give uh, eh, Joe direction. Mm-hmm. The kid, the, uh, the um, MGF's injuries are rapidly accumulating. Yep. They got to get them off TV and they got to do it in a way that makes sense where all these characters arcs kind of come together mm-hmm. so they're not lingering like for example like if they would have just had um adam colby the devil but like these guys were not a part of the group and it wasn't some other random guys like say a jack perry or something then how do you tie up all these storylines that were just out there and explain what happened to them each of those guys Ooh. legitimately that took off their mask had a reason to be there yeah ward low had motive to team up because of the revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, the kingdom had it because they felt, quote unquote, in the beginning, that they had stole Adam Cole. And there mm-hmm. is still, there's still a, you know, it's still up in the air. I don't know how they're going to explain it, but it very well could have been that, um, you know, Adam Cole may not have started on that yeah. route. Yeah, he may have uh, been convinced to go to Devil on that route. Shortly after he lost that title match to MJF and couldn't bear the loss, yeah. From that point on, the injury and then you know these people get in his ear like you know you, he really doesn't care about you. Yeah. He is a scumbag and he says it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, um. So and then Joe, how it ties up because you know that guy was willing to do whatever he thought humanly possible to get achieve his ultimate goal, which was to get the title. Yeah. Adam Cole's goal, which is why they have the tag titles, the ROH tag titles, and um and why possibly he didn't they didn't go the route with him mm-hmm. completing the title run is because they knew that MJF was gonna be off television for a while. Mm-hmm. So there was even if if Cole would have won, there would have been continuing feud but MJF wouldn't have been able to continue it because of his injuries. Yeah. Right. So they needed somebody to carry it while Cole finishes healing up and MJF heals up from his injury. Someone's still got to represent the company. Here is come in Joe. The explanation is you to um I despise you so much that I wanted to take away everything from you. Mm-hmm. Now you have no tag titles. Now you have no world title. Now you have no friends, and you're beaten and broken. Mm. And the, I think that image at the end where he's sitting on the chair with the devil's mask, yeah. and towards the end of the disbelief, kind of drove that home. Mm-hmm. Now getting to the match, the match itself was what it was. Was it the um, was it the match that they gave us in the first go around? No, but no. I didn't expect that because I knew MGF going in 
was going to be limited physically to what he could do. Yeah. Um, the only critique I didn't uh, of what I didn't like about the match is some of the match to me felt like a little bit of fan service. And what I mean by that is like it was a solid match. There's nothing wrong with it, but you know there's supposed to be a lot of state with MJF, and this is like supposed to be like a fight for his life. Yeah. But he's sitting there trying to play around again, trying to emulate Joe's muscle buster, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. trying to pander to the crowd and get them to. Look at me. I can do that. I'm going to try the kangaroo kick. Yeah. It's like you're already at a disadvantage. Yeah. Like you're in the fight for your life. This is the time where we should be seeing desperate um, MJF. Like he should have gone for the ring or if possible, no matter what the finish was, earlier and did every dirty scumbag tactic that he's known for Mm -hmm. in trying to retain. Um. And um, the only other, and the other thing is, um, which has nothing to do with MJF himself or um, Joe, I don't think that the ring fumbling came off as believable. Mm. The mm. I, I like the after execution with the lights, the imagery, the mask, but when he fumbles for that ring, it, I feel like. There should have been some sort of subtle, even if MJF didn't see it because he's so busy getting choked out. But maybe there should have been some subtle tell that, like, some some little set, like maybe a smirk or something, like, oh, I can't find the ring, yeah, like, uh, like, yeah, versus like you know, or something that would have, you know, something subtle, but something that would have drove the story better. That being said, you know, like. The way they execute it, maybe it's not to, exactly to my taste. But the thing that I can say is that it made sense. Hmm. And as long as it made sense, whether you like it or not, I would have liked it. I I can't complain because if it makes sense, it's better for it to make sense than for it, them to come up with some oddball um, you know, execution of it that doesn't make sense, that it has me scratching my head. Hmm. Um, one other thing that I didn't like about the match, and this is just a preference, a taste of mine, and not necessarily have to do, um, with the match itself. Um, it was the ending. Um, I felt this became more about that angle instead of letting Joe have his moment with the title. Mm. Because Joe, regardless of how he did it, he earned that moment. Mm. I felt like there maybe there could have been something a little bit more done where like at least give him that moment to celebrate with his title or walk off or talk his little trash before he takes off and then they do the devil reveal. And and, and now, now my thoughts are done. <laughs> yeah. Now you just gotta give a now I just gotta give a grade. Grade the grade, I mean the grade was an A. I mean a. like I couldn't um preference it's all about preference in this match in terms of how it was executed. Mm. But for what it was, knowing the limitations that um, MJF was under and um, how they still managed to execute this match, yeah. um, 
yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It did its job. A, and yeah. Okay. Bleacher Report gives it an A minus. I'll just disagree with two points you said and everything else you guys mentioned. I'm I'm right there with you. One, it, the Adam Cole giving a little hint with a smirk. I feel like I wouldn't do that. I wanted Adam Cole all the way until the lights went out to convince people that he is truly on MJF's side. And I thought they did do that. Um, I wouldn't have, honestly, I wouldn't have even done the fucking fumble with the ring. Just give him the ring. Don't give any, anything. Just make it completely yeah. a surprise. Because this was, this was you believing in your own gimmick or in your own storyline and you're trying to kind of make fun of itself in a way. But when, if it was just solid here. I, I feel you, except for the solid part because... Um, I understand you, but the only reason I say it was the solid part because if he hands him the ring and you're making it look realistic, he actually does give him a chance to win the match, which is not what he wanted. Like, say he gave him the ring straight away. Yeah. Instead of, like, finding, like, the fumbling, whether I like it or not, it still makes sense because it's like, I can't get you the ring on time. I'm looking like I'm going to give it to you. But I give it to you just enough time for Joe to come up and sneak of it. But if you would have given it to him straight away, he would have had time to put it on. He would have risked giving MJF the one thing that he wanted to deny. Here's a thought. Here's a thought. Uh, on Pedge's point, what if he did just not fumble with it and give him the ring? And what if he does nail Samoa Joe with it? And Samoa Joe either still kicks out or, like, almost even no-sells it in a way. Like, he hits him with the ring, to like, goes down, gets right back up. Now he's, like, bleeding yeah. or something like that. And now he's, like, super pissed. Yeah. Uh, I think that helps your point in where it gives Joe more of a moment mm. in the match. Um. I don't know. Like, I think that that kind of. I think this match has so many what if. Yes. So many what if. There could have been and a lot number like of approaches said, to it. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it goes all the way back to what if Punk never would have left? Right. What if, you know, Adam Cole never got hurt? You know, there's so many what ifs. I, I think they did the best with what they had. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah. They also, I'm sure they were aware that there's an obviousness to Adam Cole being the devil that they also had to get over and make sure that they did the reveal in such a way where it was still, a you know, a surprise acceptable. Yeah. Um, my last point about this match, I think the person who benefited from this whole angle the most besides Joe because he won the title. Roderick Strong's character work throughout this whole thing yeah. was very enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> it was very enjoyable. <laughs> and I think Roderick Strong kind of inched up another level mm -hmm. uh, as far as like, I mean, clearly we all, all knew Roderick Strong as a great wrestler. Yeah. But this was the first time I've ever seen Roderick Strong do real good character work uh 
and I think his character benefited from it mm. a lot. Mm. I mean, maybe even, I don't know how this would have ruined it or like, I mean, obviously Adam Cole makes the most sense uh, if the devil ended up being just Roderick Strong. Mm. I don't think I would have a lesser opinion about the outcome. Yeah. Um, Because then you level up another player for, like you said, all these people are gone, leaving, hurt, whatever. Now you got Roderick Strong back in it. He's like, oh, my neck never hurt the whole time. Like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, But again, so many what ifs in this match. And I think they did the best with everything that they were given and was taken away from them with this angle. Yeah. You want to respond about the Roderick Strong? Roderick Strong? um, Well, see, in retrospect, when you look back on it, this is for me, of course. In Mm -hmm. retrospect, it now makes sense. Mm -hmm. Watching it as it was transpiring, it kind of seemed a little campy to me, like almost WWE-ish. Like May Young giving birth to a hand kind of can't be. But now, you know, the way that it was executed, like now that the it's the they've tied it up instead of where I can whereas before I could only look at it piece by piece as it was going mm-hmm. along. Now I see the whole puzzle. Now it makes sense. Mm-hmm. As I said before, regardless of you know what my preference or my tastes are if it makes sense i can't be mad at yeah, it. yeah yeah so now seeing everything in the full picture i have a better understanding and a little bit more of appreciation for what roderick strong was doing throughout the angle mm-hmm. okay yeah i i i like the uh roderick strong i still to a degree i'm like okay uh it it's Roderick Strong. It's like to me, as far as the the ring uh, mishap. Uh, if he was straight with it, there's another way. Where, I like what you said about Joe getting that moment of of anger and and winning anyway. Um, but if they wanted to have a mishap, and it wasn't so botchy, uh, they could have just done did a callback. To when Adam Cole left the ring in the ring uh, a, a month ago or a couple months ago, and then uh, who was it who, who who grabbed it? And he tried Jay White. Jay White. It was in that Jay White match. Yeah. Was it Jay White yeah. who left that ring in there? No, it was Adam. Yeah, Adam Cole. It was Adam no, Cole. It was well, Adam because Cole, he dropped yeah. because he tried to initially hand it to him, and then he dropped. I think he dropped it, and he or he got a hold of it. Right, but he lifted in the yeah. ring. Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So. I think if if M, if MJF was further from from Adam and he just needed that and Adam simply just tosses it to him but he doesn't catch it that I feel like could have been a Well yeah that the only issue that I had when you said straight away give it to right. him I'm saying I this didn't will mind help giving this. it to him. I'm saying instead of the fumble like yeah. for example um MJ another scenario MJF could have been crawling for the ring right. and inching over right. like he, you know, how people do when yeah. they want to make a tag. Yeah. Adam Cole could have been trying to reach like this, yeah. Yeah. but not really. And then 
right jo before he grabs Joe. the ring yeah. joe comes yeah and yeah 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 no all of these are, are valid yeah. and these can all again these are now to go back to what actually happened what what ended up actually happening i i think it, it it's it worked the reveal was fine um yeah. and i also give it an a and uh the one last thing we haven't talked about if you need to get that you can get that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. The uh, the the final thing, the one thing we haven't talked about is the contract situation of MJF because the mm. it was supposed to be 2024 where he would decide what he, where he's going. He's mentioned it several times, heel or face. Mm -hmm. He's mentioned that you know I might go up to New York or whatever. So we also don't know if he's going to be off TV just because he's hurt. We Are we, is he actually? Well, I know they, I don't know if it's kayfabe or not. Uh, he's been removed from AEW's roster. Oh. Yeah. That's like a legit thing. You can look that up. Wow. He's been removed. People have been reporting that he's been removed from the roster. Now, with that being said, a lot of people are like, this is MJF keeping up yeah. with the story yeah. of uh, his free agency. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I feel like it could either be like, I mean, obviously there's only two choices, but it's like, okay, so MJF hasn't signed a contract yet. Yeah. Um, and he's, going to take some time to rest mm -hmm. and then negotiate a contract yeah um i think with everything that's happened everything he's done i think him as a person is heavily leaning towards aw mm -hmm. uh to resign um but obviously also money's money yeah um but also for i think for him also creative direction is creative direction too yeah so we don't want mjf going to i don't think anybody wants mjf going to wwe and getting lost yeah exactly shuffle at all. exactly um and that's always the scary part obviously it's less scary with triple h in charge yeah. rather than vince being in charge but um there's that also there's the idea that he's already signed a contract um yeah. and this is all him keeping up with kayfabe yeah. and maybe while he's hurt they'll run that thing of him possibly uh negotiating or wanting to leave right uh because he has no friends in AEW now or you know keeping yeah. up with that sort of story yeah 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 um i guess we got to see how this unfolds we got to uh, see we got to see so yeah. yeah i think uh so i don't know if you if you heard mjf's been removed from the AEW uh, website and, and, and roster. And we were discussing, is that part of his whole 2024 campaign? Is he going to resign? Is he going to WWE? Is he going elsewhere? So there's a lot of intrigue with that. Um, I think like you, Keith, I think it's, he's going to stay. And I think this is, uh, one of those deals where, um, it would be detrimental for him to go to WWE at this point because he's become the face of AEW as a result of punk leaving and as a result of everything that's happened he's become i think if vince was still in charge 
they would sign MJF and they Vince would want him to go to NXT right. and that would undo yep. everything that MJF has done. And I think MJF's too but smart like for I that. Said, but yeah. They you got a returning AJ Styles, you got a returning Randy Orton, you got a returning CM Punk. You got all these there's I mean WWE's kind of I mean they're not I don't think they're clogged up yeah but like they've got a lot of names yeah it would be easy for mjf to get lost yep. in that yep. pack but also like i said there's the underlying part of me that thinks like mjf already signed a contract with aw and they're just playing this out yeah for story's sake yeah, yeah. so who knows yeah. and i think that's part of it that we don't know right and you know i mean i think mjf's really good for his young age of like keeping those type of things tight lipped yep uh i agree I mean, obviously there's heavy you know there could be somebody could do some sleuthing and heavy research on it yeah uh to figure it out yeah. but i mean you know it's almost more that? fun yeah it's more fun not yeah. to that... like, why, why do that yeah yeah like, let's just watch it and see what happens and them taking him like removing his name from the AEW roster on the website and stuff is an interesting detail whether it be kayfabe or not in this story that's right i think the bottom line, and and we'll wrap up this episode. As I know, we've gone, we did a whole pay per view to do a pay per view. Oh yeah, is, this, yeah. Was a, this was this was a all elite pay per view length, <laughs> right? Uh, podcast. <laughs> podcast. But it was intriguing the whole time. I got to say, I've, I've been in, in. We all have made great points. Thank you for coming on. Obviously, um, I apologize that I'm such a talker. No, 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 no. <laughs> you made great points, and it was, and it. It fed itself. It was good. I was just going to say this. The bottom line at the end of the day is, before it escapes my mind, um, <laughs> is uh, what we're going to keep wanting to watch it now because of what's happening. It's It, it was a great way to end it. And I think this, this storyline of the devil and everything with MJF, this was the one that you can see AEW cares about the most. And and you saw it in the writing, you saw it in the reveals, you saw it in the details, like the removal of his name. Like they're paying attention to every step of this angle and this story. So um yeah. So comment. Uh th thank you for watching this episode. Let us know what your thoughts are, where where you think it's going, where MJF is going. What the devil uh, reveal? Uh, what you thought of that? The whole pay per view as a whole. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up? Not really. I think we've uh, we've yeah covered just about everything. <laughs> That's right. I think we have. I yeah. think we have. Keith, do you want to plug away your uh, socials and where people can follow you and find where you're at? Uh, you can find me. Uh, my name is Keith Evans. You can find me Evans from the Heavens on every platform um i post uh content uh show updates all of that um uh, i think there's some things going on where like my shows will be uh will be influxed this year so i'm hoping for that yeah. um hoping for some exciting things for that so just keep in contact and you can see all that shit unfold absolutely uh very cool uh Man of the three hours, <laughs> Keith, uh, uh, Keith Evans. Um, 
my man Weapon X, give him a follow, Weapon X MC. Uh, I'm Pej Maniac on Instagram and everywhere else. Um, and this is Legend of Wrestling podcast, uh, episode eight. Uh, the world's end. Happy New Year to everyone. And uh, let's see where AEW is headed. You suck. I'm going to join. You suck. Fabulous Moolah. You suck. Uh, uh, Jeff Roberts. You suck.